Welcome back to the Why So Series podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Uh, Devin and Mike aren't with me, of course, because they don't watch this great show that we're about to talk about. So I'm joined by uh, my man Travis Bryan, a rich fan from the PW Torch, Deep Dive, from the East Coast cast, from the, what are y'all, what's it called? Demon, not Demon, Demon Dust podcast. The Demon Dust Demon pod, Dust yeah. podcast. So much shit. So um, what's going on, fellas? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, Elders must rise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Criminal terrorists must. No, rise. I can't stand them. I said it before we started recording. Like, even re- uh, you know, I'm not gonna be that guy. Like yeah. reading the books, like I hated them, uh-huh. and then watching it on television, it's worse. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, man, like. There's a Y'all part need that, to like get your no bones out of here. There's a part that we'll get to, but like when I the last scene of episode four when Marco was doing that speech to the whole galaxy, all I could think about was like all the twi- people on Twitter that were like Killmonger was right after Black Panther, and I was like, if all those people watched this show, they would be totally like one hundred percent in favor of Marco, like just loving that dude. So, if ashiness was a galactic. <laughs> Empire, like that, that's what you brought to space. Just you couldn't bring anything else. You brought ashiness to space. That's sad. So what yeah. we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the different parts of the season with the, the main characters and kind of talk it through. But before that, I just want to get overall thoughts of the season. So, Rich, uh, as a book reader, how are you enjoying season five so far? I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. I, I think one of the things that has been fun about each season, and you can tell that uh, the writers and Amazon have done a great job of mixing things together. The last episode of every season is the book title that they kind of loosely base each season off of. And so by the time you get there, you're probably like a book and a half ahead. And the way they space it without sacrificing stuff, like DB and DB on Game of Thrones, uh, Unlike, I should say, unlike the two DBs on Game of Thrones, I think it's I think it's great, and the actors, top notch. Trav, what about you? How much you like? Yeah, so far so good. I mean, it's season four was probably the my favorite season Mm -hmm. so far, and they picked picked right up. And man, they do a great job of having a season within like a finale within the season, like their midpoint kind of like season four feels like if they went away and didn't come back for, you know, a few more months, like I'd, I'd be willing to wait, but we only have to wait till, uh, you know, till Wednesday, but they do a great job. I, I remember, um, I think it was uh, season three was my favorite when they discovered or when the ring opened. And that was like how episode five or four ended and just more of the same. It's just top notch production. I, you forget that this show, or you, you almost forget this show got canceled, mm-hmm. and like it just looks so well done. And they didn't have to sacrifice anything to get back on air. Um, it's just a top notch space adventure, and it continues to be. Yeah, I was gonna say, like when this show was on Sci-Fi. It had really good special effects for a sci-fi show, like, like sci-fi channel show, I should say. Like mm-hmm. incredible for that level of, of TV. They've definitely turned the budget up since it's been on Amazon. I was watching this season, and like the detail on Tycho Station now is just like so fine. 
Fam, the moon, Luna, the Mars base, uh, the moon base. Yes. It's fantastic looking. Just, I just want them to pan when they go in with that wide shot before they go inside. I'm like, just stay there for another two or three seconds. Let me just scan the whole thing. It's their, yeah, their graphics department, their CG department is is on it. I watched a movie this weekend at a $200 million budget and had worse special effects. So. <laughs> well, we didn't have anybody with a space, so we don't get a ton of people running. So we didn't get a real good uh, apples to apples comparison. Uh, people floating, I want to see, see Naomi. I want to see Naomi running down the corridor, and you know, see how she uh, compares to Diana. What's her face? So yeah, I, then I watched this, and I'm like, man, this is so good. Um, all right, so uh, Travis, I'll ask you, where do you want to start? You want to start with Naomi? You want to start with the belt in Holden? Amos, Amos, uh, Avicerella, Bobby, or Drummer? You know what? Let's start with Amos. Okay. Uh, we got some 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 backstory, some personal stuff with him, but it doesn't, or at least not yet, tied directly into the larger political explodey part. So... so Rich, I'm going to probably ask you some stuff about this because I actually watched a YouTube video rapping, like they did a recap of apparently there's like a book called The Churn which talks about like a lot of his backstory. I didn't read the yep. book, but I kind of watched a YouTube, like a five minute YouTube video about what happened and it gave a lot of backstory to like what's happening with him here. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably rely on you for some of that um, when we get to some of those parts. But basically when we pick up with Amos, he's on this transport ship and he's going somewhere. We don't know exactly where he's going <coughs> at this point. Um, and there's some other belters on there and those belters look kind of like you know the type of people that are just like kind of down like you know kind of like very easy to take advantage yeah of. easy to take advantage of people and so this this asshole comes in is like listen <laughs> uh, you need to buy this extra insurance and it's like the rental car people like when you have insurance they're like you know you need to buy my insurance and he's like but I already got insurance what you mean and they're like no 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 that don't cover everything you got to buy this insurance. And they was ready to buy it. And then Amos, who usually don't give a shit. He, nor, if this was three seasons ago, Amos, he wouldn't have cared. He wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have paid his personal insurance, <laughs> but he wouldn't have cared about the rest of yeah. the people on that, in that car with him or, or on that, in that uh, hold, uh, hold. But he took, he took, uh, I don't know, pity or he felt sorry yeah. for, for everybody on there. And he, he starts telling this story. Um, <laughs> I forget what he was telling the story about. Uh, but he was, he was basically telling the story to this, these thrifters. And the, the dude was like, so what does all this mean? And he was like, if you come back in here with <laughs> this insurance stuff again, I'm going to beat your ass. And he It was about up. how he held his breath while the, oh, yes. the, something like, was happening. How long can he... I do this before y'all gas me? <laughs> and so they were like, why would you do that? Like, now they're going to they're gonna beat you up. They're going to kill you. And he was like, yeah, I know. And he's like, I'm going to go take a shower. And they're like. Why would you but do they're going to be waiting for you in there. He's like, I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting, <laughs> which I thought this yeah. is such an Amos line. That's the other thing about this show is that through five seasons, they never forget who their characters are. So, like, the characters always act how their characters would act. Even as they grow and change, it's still, like, how that character would react to something. And that's exactly what Amos would do. He's like, yeah, I just want to go get this over with. So he rolls in there. He takes a shower. And... This one dude comes up to him. He was like, you know, I'm going to kill you. Why would you do that? And then Amos is like, he's basically like, come on, bring it on. And then they do this interesting, like, um, scene cutting 
where they're like cutting to him, like beating people up and then like really quick and then going back to him in present time. And you see that he like beat the hell out of these four people. I thought he killed them, but apparently at the end he did, he said he didn't kill them. But uh, he beat them up pretty bad. Uh, he gets to uh, the space station where Avicerella is. And he gets out and her people come up to her and he's like, I didn't kill those people. They were still alive when I left. They're like, uh, sir, we're not here to arrest you. We're your escorts. Yeah, so they escort him to Avicerella. And um, he's talking to her. She's like, what are you doing here? Like, does this have something to do with the protomolecule? Does this have something to do with holding? And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm just here to see a friend. Like, a friend died. And then she's like, well, you don't kind of take me as that type of person. Um, and he's like, well, you know, I'm here. And then he starts calling her Chris. This part was really funny to me. He calls her Chrissy. And she's like, no one calls me Chrissy. And he's I'm like, not your uh, favorite stripper. He's like, yeah, I'm not your <laughs> favorite stripper. And she was like, well, you could be. Because yeah. Amos is always down for that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, it was one of those, oh, that's right. He likes older women. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had a pro- I think he likes everyone and everything. Yeah, that's kind of his yes. his twist. Mm-hmm. But if he had to, if you were to corner him, at least I get the impression, if you were to corner him and say, look, you can, you know, what's your what's your thing? He'd be like, give me a middle-aged woman or older, and, and I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> Maybe preferably one with the cigar voice. <laughs> <laughs> She's also like very, very pretty too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's is so fine. Tough and yeah, that voice. I might bust on her, but you know, <laughs> does something. And so then uh, he's like, "All right, you know, I'm getting." Then uh, Delgado comes in to talk to her about some other stuff that we'll get to. And so he leaves. And then the next time we see him, he's in Baltimore. And from my from Baltimore, I was like, "Of course, Baltimore's still shitty." Two hundred years in the future, like of course it still looks like that. <laughs> um, is it two hundred? I- or 500. I thought it was like the 24th. I think it's 200 years, right? Right, Rich? Isn't it like 200 mm-hmm. years? That's Like it. 200, 250, yeah. Yeah. Because I think the Epstein drive was like 100 years, 120 years in the future. Right. So it's been like 50 or 70 years since the Epstein drive or something okay. like that. Um, so, Rich, uh, before we get into this part, so can you give a little backstory about who Lydia is, like the person that he went to go see? Yeah, sure. So Lydia was, and you and Travis kind of hit on it hilariously. They, in a very smart deviation, changed the relationship of Lydia and uh, Amos because in the book, Lydia did raise him as a mother figure and was his protector when he was used as, because he was in a child sex trade. He was being traded around and then he got old enough and they didn't want him anymore. And he didn't have anywhere to go, so she took him in. But then when he got to a certain age, she also began to sleep and have a sexual but non-relationship like relationship with him. So I think that's where he had that preference developed. And they were like, nah, we can't do this. This is <laughs> we're Amazon, but we're not we're not like Cinemax. We can't, we can't, we can't be wilding out here with this. And right. so that relationship is really what founds like it sounds weird, but to me, reading the book and then seeing it on TV, she was his first holding, okay. where he had that moment to be broken, and she kind of like nudged him, kind of a little bit on the track. But then he met Holden, and Holden knocked him a little bit all the, not all the way, but like maybe half of the way. And then you know we'll get to one of the people he meets later. She knocks him even more because he sees himself 
kind of like that's kind of the theme of this whole season so far too because the same things with Naomi and that dude I will not name because I want to throw him in an air shaft uh <laughs> and how she sees herself in him he sees himself in that other person we'll get to uh, that we meet in episode four reintroduced in episode four. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah he goes he goes to Baltimore and he goes to Lydia's old house because she had just passed and uh Charles opens the door and Charles is, I guess, Lydia's lover at the, in later in her life. Yeah, go ahead, Trav. So, I, nobody got coming to America vibes uh, <laughs> when he opened the door? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, is there going to be a giant rat and maybe a homeless guy that's going <laughs> to like, fart over in the... I didn't know if they were doing that on... You know, I, I, I don't know how they could not see the, uh, you know, the parallel, but it was... Seeing that actor, I don't know his name, but he was uh, he was really good in in these scenes. Yeah, and and I liked the, the reveal or not reveal, but how they how they got to <clears throat> Amos and him having a you know tete a tete because he was Amos was like really aggressive towards Charles. Is this you know seventy eighty year old man, and and Amos is being like. You know, super aggressive, and then when he realizes, oh, this man loved Lydia, he, yeah, yeah, let's have some tea, and then he like kind of opened himself up and like let his guard mm-hmm. down a little bit. But before that, he wasn't even giving Charles all of the benefit of the doubt. It was, it was a little, it was a little uncomfortable. The way he was is this the first man. time in the show that we find out his real name is Timothy? I yep. think so. I think so. Yep. Yeah, because I don't remember hearing that. So yeah. I think they alluded to his Amos. Uh, his Amos character being an alias mm-hmm. in in prior seasons, but it was just one of those. Oh, there's more to this guy, even when we're finally getting that more. Yeah. So Charles is like, "Oh, Timothy, Lydia told me about you." He comes in, he's giving him the fifth degree. Like, was Lydia happy? How did she die? Tell me how she died. And he's like, "Oh, real, real, real quick, yeah. I push, I hit pause before the reveal of his name." And it was like, and you know how Amazon, whoever's on screen, they'll show who the actor is, and and it was like uh, Chad uh, or West Chatham, um, uh, Amos Burton Timothy, and I was like, what? His name's Amos Burton. Who the hell is Amos Burton Timothy? And then three minutes later, uh, Charles says, "You're Timothy," and they do the thing. I said, "Oh, okay." got it but yes i was a bit confused with the timothy stuff but yeah yeah, this was the this was the first time we got that full explanation yeah and he's like she's like oh no she died she had an aneurysm in her sleep i was right next to her and he started he started to soften up a little bit then and he was like yeah i love this place i had a lot of good memories but now i'm getting out of here and um oh no before that charles is they're like they start talking about like um like the past and whatever. And Charles, you know, he's like, you know, Lydia told me a little bit about you, that you were, you know, the industry that y'all were in or whatever. And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, uh, Amos was, Charles was like, you can't judge someone for what they do to make rent. And Amos was like, well, sometimes you can. Um, and I was like, okay, Amos. Um, and so. And he's right. Yeah, he's right. And so. Yeah. He was like, sometimes he's like, sometimes you float to the top or sink to the bottom, but everything else in the middle is the churn. And I was like, that's that's kind of a cool callback to that book. Once I found out what the book name was, um, and so 
Then Charles was like, yeah, I have some great memories, but I'm getting out of here. And he's like, why? What do you mean? And he's like, well, I got to pack up and leave. The person who has this house, like, wants the house back, so I got to go. And then Amos is like, who? And he's like, I don't know. I just know his name's Eric. And then he was like, stop packing. <laughs> I was like, okay. At this point, I was like, okay, either Eric is somebody he knows or is somebody that he's about to, like, kill. Like, it's, it's one or the other. It's no in between with Amos. Um and so, yeah, I thought this was I, I was like, oh, okay, Amos is about to go all John Wick down on Earth and, and, and bust some more heads. Uh, but, yeah, so, it didn't go exactly. Rich, what is what is Eric's like a little like one minute backstory? Like, what's the deal with him? Is he a main character so in that book? Yeah. So for the churn and you mentioned it, that's a quote directly out of the book. Okay. So that's the whole uh, crux of the, the book like figuring out where these people fit as earth you know because when you hear uh like the belters or mars talk about earth they always talk about like the universal basic income how everybody's rich but w- this book serves as the reminder of nah everybody don't have it like that and so those two guys grew up together it was basically a bronx tale where you got the one kid who made good and the other guy had to stay dirty for him to be made good. But with a side of John Wick, because Amos was basically the hammer that helped make him the kingpin. But their agreement was, you can't come back because I know you're a mad dog. And at some point, you see how homeboy looks. He's like, I'm not in a physical condition to go one-on-one with you, Thanos. So you need to just bounce. So, yeah, so he helps him get that name, right? The Amos mm-hmm. Burton. Uh, well, that identity. was a crime the boss. Mm-hmm. That was the guy who ran Baltimore. Okay. So their plan was, we're going to kill this dude. You're going to keep, you're going to take his name. So that way people don't know he's actually dead, except for like four of us. And then you leave and it looks like that guy was so scared of me, even though I have all these handicaps that, so that automatically created the illusion that this dude was a hard man and you don't want to mess with him. How so did, the second he, oh go ahead. How did Eric lose his hand? Did they explain it, it in the book? Them growing up, yeah. Just you know, they did some dirty stuff. They were doing like basic jobs. Part of it was he had a defect that didn't work, so Amos was always looking out for him. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of turned. And so with him, the distrust became I know who you were before you left. And he hasn't seen that change in Amos from the time he went up the well. And till when he came back, because the second he heard uh, Amos is here, that's like Omar's coming. Basically, it's perfect for this. It's like, is it him hearing Omar's coming? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, Omar and I made it. No, nah, mm-hmm. except Omar went, you know, Omar had some therapy and uh, got in touch. <laughs> right. with, you know, he <laughs> got in touch with his feminine side and, you know, lost some of the ego and the whole and the whole deal. Yeah. I, I'd like to know how he specifically lost his hand and if why in 23 whatever whatever time it is they can't either grow him another hand or have some kind of dope uh, prosthesis with robo hand or something he's just walking around like he's it, it's almost as if it just got injured did you see how tight he, the way just he kept held it, it his body i was like what's going on is that just a they don't they didn't want to spend the extra like 12 bucks in cg to keep to like have him have his hand floating like a normal person's arm would be like mm-hmm. it's yeah I, I that was the one thing that bothered me with i did not understand the hand they didn't explain how he lost it which is fine but then he just kept it 
close to him like it was still throbbing i was i so then uh amos runs oh he runs up on a drug deal like a uh a corner boy and beats the shit out of him to tell him like just beats just he's just punching his face like it's a punching bag it's hilarious no 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 no. he slapped him to be be fair to amos he just slapped him a couple of times (laughs) i mean i I wouldn't want to get slapped by amos but he did it wasn't that man's face would have been mangled if he would have used his fists and he goes he's like you want to be my friend he's like if you want to be my friend take me to eric and he's like do you want to be my friend and he's like eric's gonna kill you he goes i thought you were my friend (laughs) he took his gun and then slapped him like a half a dozen times i'm not your no i'm not your friend you just embarrass me i'm a corner boy just slinging rocks and whatever and you just uh slapped me and took de-armed me in front of like half my customers. i wonder if they have the same type of drugs in 20 2400 no or something in no a way no i'm sure like cocaine is still you know a basic you know stimulant but you know they got the wild exotic uh <laughs> exotic uh brain altering chemical altering drugs mm-hmm. oh and travis just right, to one make good sure you thing got... they got in 2300 yeah just to make sure you got your closer i looked up the thing to make sure i got it right yeah it wasn't that they were in a shop together. It was they were in the neighborhood together. And Timmy got beaten. I'm sorry, Eric got beaten so bad as a kid by one of the like uh, the pimps that raised him mm-hmm. that he had a, his arm is supposed to be. And to your point, Brent, his arm. I forgot about that. His arm supposed to be the size of a six year old because that's when it got oh, the full. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah, I see. Uh, he's got so the Paul, why, he's got the Paul Orndorff. Uh, yeah. And so he got beaten and he but he was the gang's hacker. And so what happened was the gang, the the, the Amos, the real Amos, found out that Timmy was like trying to like get out and put a hit out on him and had Timmy do it. But Timmy was his that was the first person he protected was like, all right, since you did all the hacking for the gang, particularly the counterfeit stuff, let's just put you in his place and just. And they allude to that. He even says it, Tim, or, or uh, Eric says, just because, uh, you know, you took out the hit guy and spared me or something like that. Basically, what you just said, like, basically, don't think I won't, if I need to, I won't uh, put you down, essentially. Right. So then he uh, he goes into Eric's crib, which Eric appears to be rich. The big He appears to be the big man on campus now. Um, and Eric is immediately on edge, as you should be with Amos. And he's like, "What do you like? What do you want? Like, he's got his gun out. He's like, "What do you want?" And, and Amos is like, "Dude, uh, I just want like leave let, leave the house alone." And Eric's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, the dude Charles, the old man that's with that was with Lydia." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Let him keep the house." And like once he dies of natural causes. Yes. Then you can do whatever you want with the house, but until that, this, he's off limits. And Eric's like, um, "That's all you want?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yes." And he's like, "Well, f- well, shit, that's all you had to say." Let's that's all you had to say. That. And then he puts the gun down to like test Amos, I guess. And I'm like, "That's a pretty fucking bold test." Do you have another gun like somewhere secret that we don't know about? Maybe <laughs> it's like a bio. Uh... You know, thing oh, where yeah, like the trigger won't pull less is just him. right. Yeah, like it, that was the test. If Amos picked it up and tried to, and then click, 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 click. Because Amos was like, "Dude, you don't got to test me. We're good." And so he comes back with the drink, 
and they start talking about, you know, when they were kids and how Amos had to supposed to leave town and never come back. And then he was like, you know, I only came back because of Lydia. Like, I'm out of here. You don't have to worry about that. And then Eric was basically like, yeah, I love you and I miss you. But if you come back, I'm going to have to kill you. And I'm like, fam, what? Like, is that bad? Amos Burton. But the way after Rich explained it, though, I mean, you know, he can't even even Avasaralis told him, I I won't be able to save you if you get arrested down there. Mm -hmm. And then Eric basically says this. Tells them the same thing. Like, I won't be able to, you know, you get messed, you get caught out there. I don't know who you are. Matter of fact, I might have to come put you down to six to keep my certain secrets from, from getting out. So he, uh, he leaves out and then we kind of get a flashback to when he was a kid and you see young Lydia talking to him on the docks. Well, they had been weaving that throughout. Like he's hanging out in the Baltimore mm-hmm. Harbor, like me, I don't know, eating a crab cake or something. And then he sees like, I'm like, who's that kid that he keeps watching? And it wasn't until like the third time. I'm like, oh, that's him. Yeah. That's his, this is he's having a, a flash, but he's not really seeing those. It's just memories, walking memories. But yeah. So she basically says what Rich said. Like she's basically his Naomi and his Holden before Naomi and Holden. She was way too young. Yeah. If she's supposed to be Charles's age or somewhere close, like an old woman. She didn't look. Well, she if, was probably in her 40s. So let's say Amos. Is, and if he was 10. If he's 30 now, now, I guess she's seven. Okay. Yeah, so she's probably probably around that age. Um, So then Amos Amos calls uh, Avicerala and is like, hey, I need you to do me one more favor. I need to go see somebody. And we find out. I don't care what you got to do. Make it happen. I'm not taking no for an answer. And I was like, who the heck does he have to see? And and who and then when they show it, that's in, in jail. I was confused. Yes, me and then too. I was super confused. So fantastic. he goes to uh, the UN UN penitentiary, um, and the policeman is telling him all the stuff he can't do, and taking all this shit. And then he goes downstairs, and the CEO is talking to him, and she's like, "These people are the most dangerous people. Don't be nervous." <laughs> and Amos is like, uh, "I'm not nervous." <laughs> that yeah. was so funny. I'm like, because you don't know who you're talking to. I don't think he's nervous at all. And apparently this is like this is like Blackgate in like DC Universe where they put all the people with uh, meta meta villains at. Because like all the people with mods are in this area. It's it's the Flash and they're underneath uh, Star Labs. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh... Yes. And so they're all <laughs> down there. And then he takes and she's like, how, you're, like you're not supposed to be like, we don't usually let civilians down here. You must know somebody up really high. And I'm like, yeah, he knows somebody up pretty high. And she takes him sure to this, like, like solitary confinement area. I'm like, what? And then he opens the door and it's Clarissa Mao. And the first thought of me was like, why is he going to see Clarissa Mao? And then the second part of me is like, why is she in solitary? Wasn't she trying to, like, be a better person or whatever? Did she turn mm-hmm. herself in at the mm-hmm. end of that season? Uh, yep. So then you find out that, like, Apparently, like, they can't remove her mod and it's messing with her. Is that what was happening, Rich? Yeah, so for those of you who've been playing Cyberpunk 2077, she got mods on mods on mods, but they she used the Mal money. So there are all these, like, aftermarket things inside of her that would make her hulk out for that, like, 90-second period. And they can't get them out because they're tied into her endocrine. And well, uh, She's got regular strength enhancement mods and then she's got that boosting the adrenaline thing on top of oh, that she bites her, uh, teeth or whatever. right 
Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, she does to activate it. But bef- but without the activation, remember, she like picked the guy up by his ankle and like slammed. Like she's ridiculously strong, and certainly mm-hmm. out on a spaceship too, with the with the gravity cut in half or whatever it is. But she was ridiculously op in that season when she was just sneaking around, killing uh, everyone, sneaking around, stuffing. She just stuffed that guy into like that like old school electrical Assassin's Creed. Sh- stab, electrical stab, stab. shaft. And like it was like her mentor or something. She looks sorry. So I'm uh, assuming she's it. in prison for life. Like I would assume she's in prison. Yeah, for life. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she has to. Be, I mean, between that and the fact that because of her mods, they can never. Basically, they're waiting for her to die. Mm-hmm. With said, all those people, she said down. if she get if they they told her if we remove your mods, your life quality is going to be worse than it is now. So our mods, like, are even legal? though we got to keep you, even though we got to keep you doped up and dr- well for criminals. Yeah, like that's what I was gonna say. Is she like? Is it illegal for regular people to have mods? I don't think so, because they're in a they're in a specific wing of the prison that houses all the people with body mods. Mm-hmm. That has to be. I don't think body mods in and of themselves in this world are illegal. It's just well, if you got body mods and you get arrested and go to jail, you're in a separate, whole right. different type of. Wing. And it's got to be regulated. That's the key with it. A lot of this stuff, when they it's get in the in Constitution, there, oh, yeah, he was right, like, right. why don't you just take them out? He was like, body privacy. It's in the Constitution. I was yes. like, yep. oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I, was, mm-hmm. I had a note for that. I was like, they said body privacy is in the Constitution. <laughs> like, you have to imagine if we if we get when we get to that point, they're going to have to, uh, you know, there's probably one big case with. Remember when, the cops try, remember when the cops was trying to get into the wanted to make Apple get backdoor into the San Bernardino shooter's phone, and oh, Apple yeah. was like, "No, a terrorist or not? Like we're not compromising our because once we do it once, right. <laughs> you know who's our? Why would our customers have any kind of faith that we won't do it again? FBI or no? And then the Second Amendment people are going to be like, "Well, I'm an originalist on the Constitution." And it doesn't say anything about modding your body, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any privacy about your body mod. Right, as they like put on six hundred different types of bump stocks in their gun. <laughs> don't say, say nothing about. about don't say nothing about body mods. <laughs> as he puts a rocket launching scope on his rifle. <laughs> so Amos is like, "Yeah, I came here to help you." So apparently, I guess Amos, like Rich said, sees himself and Clarissa. Or it's like they have some calls her peaches. They have That's some my favorite of, thing. I remember he was talking to her, like video chatting her. Like last mm-hmm. season, he gave her. Okay, I couldn't. I couldn't figure. It out. Remember, what was the option he gave her at the end of season three? She was like going to get captured and like tortured and right. And he was like, "Here, here's basically the key to get out." And she escaped and then turned herself in. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, because exactly. the option basically was going to be if she went with those guys because she had done all that other stuff. Yeah. They were gonna make her pay for it, right? But if and she then, can then officially then turn herself in and just be, she's alive and she's not living a great life and she's in jail, but at least she's not tortured in some space, you know, space gulag somewhere, right? And then she also would be in a position too where if she was on the run, like if she had decided to run, she doesn't have access to the meds she's gonna need to regulate those systems, right? So she was gonna die quick right. in that regard, and probably like, do I die slow or do I just die? Or do I get tortured and die? And so she doesn't believe she can be helped. And then right while they were talking, the alarms go off for lockdown. 
And they're like, why is it locking down? Then you hear, boom! And that's when the second rock hit, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was confused because I was like, wait. Because he was in the waiting room wait while before the cop, before the guard gave him the whole turn in your personal effects and blah, 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 do it all the offer. He was on the, watching on the monitor for, like that was news the first clips. Rock. That was the first right, That's but I, So I was mm-hmm. confused and I was watching with Natalie and she's like, didn't the, didn't the thing already hit? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, but the way they shot it, you you didn't know exactly what was happening. Um, uh, so that's pretty much Amos. Um, Rich, where do you want to go to next? Well, let's go with my girl Avasavala. Ah, oh, I love this woman. Like she's got to be one. She's one of my favorite characters in any television show because her mouth is so foul, but it's so like. I don't on point know. And, yes. and, and, and on time. Like, she's never egregious with her, you know, get the fuck out of my faces. It's always like, yeah, that guy needed to get the fuck out of her face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she told him, and he listened. Um, so uh, when we when we first check in with her, the first part is when she meets um, Amos. But then their conversation ends when Delgado comes in. And he's basically like, I got some information on our, our person, whatever. He's talking about Marco and ours. And so he pulls up this footage. And basically, this was before. This didn't really count on anybody's stuff. But when the show first opens up in season one, you see, like, this science vessel. And uh, they they pick up, like, these rocks breaking off that are weird. And uh, Marco and Nars' crew with Philip roll up on them and take their data core and kill them. And so it looks like it was, and then it blows up with the rocks. And so everybody thinks it was just like some rogue asteroid rocks that hit it. And Delgado has this footage that looks like a warp drive. It's like, doesn't it look like a warp drive around there? Yeah. It's the last transmission, like the last, like, uh, 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 like if you're, like before your house blew up, if like the, the cameras you have on the outside shows like a guy throwing a Molotov cocktail mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, it wasn't a, you know, electrical thing it was a guy throwing <laughs> you know bombs into the crib so they see like uh the uh the, the signature of a, of a drive and they have a 53.7 percent chance of yeah we think that's their work so if you had that if you had a 53 percent would you roll with it in this point or would you be like gal and be like it's 53 percent like i can't make any decisions off of that I mean, I'd like I'd like to think, especially because they were right. I'd I'd say no, go with the go with the percentages, fifty because they were like, yeah, it's a 50-50 toss up. She was like fifty three percent, fifty three to forty seven technically. Uh, that's still whew, real close. Um, man, I couldn't imagine being in charge and any kind of like military or authoritarian authoritarian. Uh, uh, position a power and you have to make a decision based off of uh, a, a, a picture of somebody's warp drive or whatever the yes. heck and it says yeah, it's a 53.7 percent match but we can't be exactly sure do you want to shoot these missiles or not like, i mean remember what happened last time when she was like oh yeah that's it go send the troops <laughs> yes she got played she got and played. you know fell right into died. that they guy's killed. hand yep mm-hmm. and her homie resigned and slandered her on tv and nobody liked her after that it was a whole whole problem so uh then uh she's like that's him that's them and he's like yo look i can't like i can't go anywhere with this and she's like listen we know it's them and i'm like you're acting we're mad different than when you were in charge and they bring it up later 
which I thought was good. And so then uh, her daughter mm-hmm. calls her and is basically like, hey, man, dad misses you, and I miss you. Like, you need to come home. And she's like, yo, like, I'm doing real important stuff here. Like, I got to get this shit well, done. Well, she was there. She was on oh, yeah, Luna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, I think I'm just going to tell dad that, like, you're not ready to leave this part of your life behind yet. And I'm like, she's not. She's not. Hell no, she's not. She still thinks she's a damn queen UN of the... president. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. But that's the thing with all of this. That's like the the whole thing. Like, and that's why I love. Like, I I don't I don't hate. I gotta say love and hate, but I don't hate this series. I don't hate the books. But mm-hmm. it is the best reflection of human nature as we've seen it. Yes. It's not the idealized version. And that's why I love James S. A. Corey because they put this together in a way where you we've seen this in the real world. Like. Oh my God! How could you possibly make this this like you got the president and she is absolutely like I'm not gonna let you be in any conversations. I'm gonna rub your nose in it. I'm gonna put you right. on the petty, committee. Petty, petty differences and petty, you know, understandably petty differences yes. because you, I get why gals being being a piece of shit to Avasarala because Avasarala was a piece of shit to her and the, the campaign was contentious and dredged up all those uh, true but you know scandalous stuff from Gal's past she's not going to forget that and so yeah it's like little petty squabbles might be keeping somebody that could help the team the world the you know somebody was talking to you're... me about politics we were talking about politics and then I was like mm-hmm. um this show, I was telling them about The Expanse. I was like, listen, mm-hmm. The Expanse probably does politics better than any political show I've ever seen. Like, it does politics in a way that's so close to reality. And, like, people always talk about, like, how The Expanse is the most realistic, how, like, space travel would actually be if it was real. And that's true, too. But I'm like, even more than that, like, they nail how politics works in the United States, at least the United States politics. Sure. In 20, like, in our present time. Is like exactly how everything plays out in this series, like to a T. Um, so then she's trying to, uh, oh, she uh, she tries to tell Gal that you know the Belters are buying supplies and they're buying supplies from Mars and it's this big conspiracy and she has an inside person which is Bobby, and Gal's basically like, why would I believe you? Basically, she's like, why would I believe? Like, why would I listen to you? Like, I think you still want my job <laughs> essentially. Uh, she says, you're on Luna to do a job. You can do that or you can put your words in writing. <laughs> but I need you to do this job. And then she hung up on her. And uh, Avis Rollins pissed. So that, then she goes to the bar with Delgado again. And I guess that's our dude on the inside. They're always hanging out. Um, and Delgado tells her that, um, you know, you're just doing what, you know, Gal's just doing what you would have done. She's like, what if I'd have came to you when you were in charge with this exact situation? You would have laughed me out the room. You would have laughed me out your office. Yeah, yeah, exactly what they're doing to us now. You would have done. And obviously, I was like, uh, yeah. She's probably. like, well, I, I've learned. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but she hasn't. She just right. got in there. <laughs> right. And it took you how long to yeah. learn? You had to be humbled how many in different ways before you, quote unquote, learned? Also, but that's the thing for me. Like, think about this. Uh, think about this guy. Like, in the process of her learning, Earth got murked. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's all. That's a, we have so many cases in history where stuff like this happens. Like, if you had that experience, or you know, with that lit RPGs we read, if you had that experience, you would have known. 
this is something we should have had our eye on, but you were so focused on this. On the rings. That, yep. Mm. And I, apparently, and here's the thing with the rings, though, because we'll get to this when we're talking about Holden, but I don't think that's going to end up well either with all the people going through the rings, but we'll see what happens with that. Wait a minute, Brandon. Here's a question for me with that. Like, when I first started reading this book and then when I watched the series, and Travis makes fun of me because I say the same thing when it comes to, like, all the little RPGs we read. I'm like, as a human being, we've mastered space, quote-unquote. If something opens up that takes you to 1,300 different planets we've never known before, and this ancient civilization is dead, but they left the technology, how am I going to agree to do anything there? Because I'm like, no, 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 no. They're coming back. Like, well, I've played human, Mass Effect. I know how human, this goes. That's the human, like, colonizing nature, though. Like, that's like that's what we've done. Like, they they come over from Europe, and they go, we don't know what the fuck's over here, but we're... We we are it's the best. We're gonna, we're gonna take the shit. <laughs> it's gonna be ours. We're gonna because they said it in the news channel. Like one of I think Holden was watching. We'll get it to with Holden. I wrote it down. But he's watching the news, and on the news they're like, "Yeah, so like like we're going through these rings, and they're mining and colonizing everything, and taking all the minerals and resources." And I'm like, "Okay, okay." I I get. I one part of me is like, I get humans like nature to like want to explore and like want to see what's out there. Or see if we're the only ones of here, right? Are we the only ones here? But, like, I would have asked all these people coming back, like, all right, how many worlds have we been to? 200 by now? 300? Like, it's got to be hundreds of worlds that they visited by now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have y'all seen another person or a living thing since then? Because if all the worlds you're going to, if everything's dead and, and there's nothing alive, but it looks like it could house life, I would be like, uh, this don't seem right to me. At right, because I'm 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 on my Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic Park tip. Like, life is going to find a way. Why didn't it find a way here? If we looking like, oh, I could move here and live here, and the grass is green and the sky is blue and the water is wet. Like, well, you don't think other life figured that out? And something was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but they 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 are. Remember the basis of season four was uh that that poor you know refugee crew with a ship full of minerals and a Mm -hmm. ship full of metals and and ore and whatever that they were risking their lives so they're they're like if we don't have this sack full of metals and stuff to sell our our, all of this was for naught and that was one planet that was illis and that was one Mm -hmm. mining trip that was one part of that planet yep like imagine, uh, like you said, two, three, four, five hundred other worlds are being mo- strip mined in the exact same way. So was it just me? Did y'all think Delgado and Avicerala had like sexual tension? Because I felt like they were. I think looking- she has it with everybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just felt like he was looking when at her. when you're walking smoke show, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you probably just uh, exude that. No, I didn't get the feeling that they had some kind of history that was like more than just a couple of, you know, professional politicians and military right. people. So yeah. then uh, they bring in this black scientist. Hey, I guess he works at like a private. He's a scientist who happens to be black, Brandon. Jeez. Yeah, black scientist. I, you know, we don't see that many black scientists. I, I like to give I mean, you the credit. Expense, we do. Well, <laughs> Wait, what about what about the, the uh, when the homie is giving the um, 
servitude or whatever that guy served Sir, Sir, Sir Valley is giving that speech at the war college and <laughs> the war college <laughs> something the Martian war college. No, that's, it. that's what it was. Yeah. Martian, yeah Martian, Martians ain't messing around. And did you see, did you see all the people in the like closest to him? Like it seems like they would probably be officers or higher up. It was like a ton, all these women and then all these brown women, like, I saw a video on YouTube. Expanse they represent. Yeah, I saw a video on YouTube, and they said that the people who went to Mars were, like, Indian people, like, people from India. Mm -hmm. And then there was, like, another group of people. Yeah, Polynesian people. And then, like, a small settlement of Texans, which is why, like, Alex has the Texas accent. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like, that's what really... super specific. It's very specific. Like, to, to... Like, not only do you have those, like, different types of people and i was explaining to my girlfriend who just came in and saw the last two episodes i was watching has no context and i and i was trying to explain to her the hardiness and of the and the and the militarism of the martian people and how after you know eight ten twelve generations however long they've been there trying to terraform only a certain type of person would have gone and then thrived and survived and these are these are those people. They're just super militaristic, really hardy folk. Like, we'll punch you in the face and, you know, and, and ask, you know, ask for more or whatever. Yeah, they talk about sending uh, people to Mars in our life in, like, 2025 or something like that. or Like, sometime in the next 10 years or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, okay, let's just say that happens. Who are these people that's going? It's a very specific type of person that's going to take a one-way trip to be Mars. be the type of person that's... Most most likely to survive that. Yes. Not my fat ass. I'm not my soft ass ain't going up Mars, but and have to be in some containment suit ninety seven percent of my life and and eating rations and dealing with radiation and a cold planet. No friggin' way. See y'all in five hundred years when y'all got a subway system and you know hot dogs playing or something like. That's so funny because I actually saw Pence do an interview the other week and he was like. He basically he, he literally said like we're not focused on this. What we're focused on is going to going in space and going to Mars. <laughs> and it was literally like exactly what Chappelle said when he was Black Bush on the Chappelle show. It was like almost somebody cut it up and like cut the two interviews up at the same time. And it was like almost word for word like I'm not focused on the coronavirus or COVID. I'm focused <laughs> on space. I'm talking about Mars. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I was dying laughing. Um, so then uh, the, the scientist comes in. He's like, hey, look at look at this data. What do you see? And the scientist is basically like, yeah, I see these rocks. And, you know, and he's they're like, uh, so do you think these rocks could just break up normally like that? Like, what do you think that comes from? He's like, well, it could come from a bigger rock. And they're like, so what would happen if a rock that size hit Earth? And he's like, well, right. Well, they talk, they go through. He's like, okay, you see these rocks? You see about the size of them? What was the hole? How big do you think the hole that they came from? And he's like, man, probably about 200 kilometers, whatever. He's going through like the math in his head. And then they kind of, every step of the way, are, are like, he's like, well, that's not possible. He's like, and they go, humorous. Like, yes. imagine if it was possible, <laughs> professor or whatever his title was. It's like, just, you know. And then he then he takes like a closer look, like when he 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 knows he's being led to a certain place. So he, he realizes and he goes, well, wait a second. They're only like coded in, with, <clears throat> on one side. 
and uh, and they're like, thank you. Remember, this conversation goes no further than here and basically get him to confirm what as a scientist, as an expert, what they speculated and that they came from a bigger rock that was coded in Martian stealth technology. And so he says that, well, it could be if a, if a rock like that were to hit Earth, it would probably be about three to four megatons. And I'm like, that's a big blast radius. Like, that's huge. <laughs> that's a huge blast radius. Uh, and so she's, they're like, thank you. This don't leave here. Like, mm-hmm. take the whiskey with you. <laughs> Which he didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> so Christian tells Delgado, like, yo, y'all need to retest the watchtowers because the only thing that can pick up stealth is the watchtowers. And Delgado's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, why? She's like, they're not going to listen to me. They're going to laugh me out. They're like, they're not going to listen to me. And he's like, well, you need to tell them. You need to try. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you know, I got to do. He's like, those are pointed at Mars. They're not going to take it away from Mars. She's like, why the fuck would Mars be after us right now? It's like, it's, at this point, she's the only one thinking, like, not because, you know, it's like that, that Cold War shit where he's just like, oh, I'm so worried about them. When it could mm-hmm. be something else, like we're trying to get you. Like Mars is basically on the. I mean, when 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 we'll get to him. When uh, Alex steps back and looks at all the for sale signs going out of business, you know, liquidated, and he's like, Mars ain't shit. Mars is on its knees right now. Mars is hemorrhaging anything that they that they. Get, you know, garnered for themselves over the last 250 years. Mm-hmm. They are bleeding. Well, that's like the side effect of the. That's the side effect of the gate. Because why would I need? Because remember, think about when we, you guys were talking about Mars. <laughs> one thing we didn't talk about, and Pence didn't talk about, is it's two and a half hour gravity. So the first group of people just got to suck that up mm-hmm. until you're raised in an environment where one, the terraform, and let you walk around like a normal person, and two. You, you're, you're just used to that. And then, you know, you heard it early when Bobby was talking about when they were training as Marines, when they get to Earth, you know, people at Earth are doing 50 push-ups. We got to do 75. Ah! <laughs> and, and, and she's like in that ship, like the point Travis is made, she's in that ship when Clarity's hit and she's trying to help my dude. It's like, listen, and tells the story of the rat. Like, it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, all that work that we did, all that work our ancestors did was for nothing. For nothing. Because everybody's like, nah, um, I'm going to go out. to that planet with water and grass. I'm gonna right. Go like, why would anybody want to stick around? And uh, they and thought they I'm, had that. They thought they had that as part of their character, though, Travis. Like, we're hard. We can do anything. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you could do it easier over yes. here. And everybody's like, well, I could do it easier over there. And, <laughs> and now all of a sudden you got people who yeah. are like, this is like the fall of the Soviet Union. Yes, because you got those socialist republics that are like, "Hey, we were part. Y'all didn't beat us up, but we got nukes. Y'all don't want the nukes back. Who can buy these? Who wants buy a nuke? Who wants my tanks? Who wants these things? Mm-hmm. Because 45, 45, I still got to eat." 55, 55, 55. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. then uh, Delgado goes and she he comes back and he's like, "Listen, as soon as I brought up Marco and Nars, they stopped listening. They they don't want nothing to do with that dude. They don't trust you. We're blackballed, basically. Like nobody's listening to us." And Alva Sorrell was like, did you really try? And he's like, nobody will listen to me. They'll kick me out. And she was like, oh, so you want your cushy retirement? That You'd rather have that Ooh. than an attack? 
on the planet. And I'm See, like, yeah, you, 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 you're, you're not willing to sacrifice your little, your little pension, your little, uh, your little golden parachute for, but you're willing to let the, the earth get attacked. It's not even like the U S anymore. It's like, we're all about to yep. be hemmed up. And so she goes, uh, Delgado goes, you know, Christian says, you're the only ally I have left. And he's like, I'm going as far as I can go. I'm sorry. And uh, then right after that, not too far after that, Christian gets a message from Fred Johnson with proof. Basically, the the tape with Marco and Ashford from last season when he's <laughs> talking about, like, you got to think bigger and you can't throw rocks at Tycho Station and shit. Like, you got to think bigger, which, uh, you know, points to throwing it to Earth or Mars or something like that. Um, and then you see, this was the end of episode three, then you see the fucking asteroid coming on Earth and this this man out there looking at fish through like these futuristic glasses, and the and the thing hits the ground. And the, this was the coolest special effects because they're like when it first hits the ground, the like I think it hit the ocean. The ocean because remember he was the radiation the ocean. from the blast like peels his skin off. Like his skin was peeling off and like turning pink and red, like down to the meat of his skin, and then it just. <clears throat> Blast everything and eviscerates him, and I was like, "That was kind of cool." Uh, what they did. Well, there. I got to be a brother, though, Brandon. Well, I had to be our long hair. So here's the thing: I actually watched this. It was in Africa. Yeah. So of like, course, Africa got nuked. <laughs> <laughs> they had a sign mm. behind the beach. Mm. They had a sign behind mm. the beach, right? And they had these words on it. And somebody looked up to put the words in Google Translate, and they were like South African words or something like that. So it was like off the coast of Africa somewhere. Right, Zosha, Zoshian. Uh, so South Africa got hit, or you know, the, 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 then later, then your city hit. Then they go to <laughs> smash Philly with an asteroid. Well, probably Scranton. We had this doing the gritty. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably like Scranton in the Poconos. It was like oh, forty-five God. minutes said northwest north, of Philly, northwest of Philadelphia. And I was like, "Damn, that's like uh, Poconos, or <laughs> you know, uh, near up upstate. No, maybe not State College, but still, you know, we catching yeah. them." Mad fallout from that, man. Water, water table, all gray and and, and brackish. So but I actually yeah, wrote it down. They said it was forty kilometers northwest of Philly. So you know that's like thirty-two miles or something like that. So that's not even <laughs> far. Uh, no, that's not far. That's not the Poconos. That's like um, <laughs> Westchester. It's like Allentown. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so we just uh, lost. Uh, you know, we just lost uh, uh, Michael Scott. That's why I said Scranton, uh, Joe Biden's hometown. They got taken out. So Christian's freaking out trying to talk to Gal. Everybody's saying, like, Gal's in the meeting. She can't talk. They're just ignoring her. Doug Otto's like, yo, we've been black. Nobody wants to talk to us. None of the staff wants to talk to us. Christian's like, that's the key. We need to call the staff. So she calls the chef. (laughs) This part was so funny. The chef picks up the phone, and he's like, "Uh, Minister Avicerano? She's like, yeah, listen. I need you to go in. I need you to listen to me. I need you to do this. She's like, it's like this is the chef of the UN one, and she's like, I know who the fuck yeah, I that called. That was so funny. She's like, I know who the <laughs> fuck I called. She's like, you <laughs> fattened me up with macarons for years. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, listen, I need you to do this. So she, he walks in, and he he drops down the phone like in front of uh, where they're sitting. He puts the like food tray down, and it just happens to have a tablet with and her video like, chat going. She's like talking to gal. 
And then, Gal, listen to me. God damn it. Like, who all in there? Who all like, in there? Like, oh like, no, he's like, get her off the phone. Like, basically, get her off the phone. He, he, he almost hit in the call. <laughs> and then Gal was like, no, 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 no. She went through all this. Let me at least hear what she's got to and say. She's like, and the she's oh, like, Jeff this homie was like, it was, she made me do it, ma'am. She's like, this was an attack. And there's another one. Like, there's probably going to be more. And then she was like, what, what can we do? Like, I'm listening. And she's like, listen, you got to trust me. I have proof, but you got to trust me. He's like, all right. She's like, you need to repurpose the watchtowers to connect them with like our missiles or whatever that tracks asteroids or something and uh, connect them because they have stealth tech. She's like, why would the Martians be sitting there? He's like, it's not the Martians. He's like, oh, it's Marco and Naros. And then Gal's like, you know, you're a real persistent one, aren't you? And she's like, you know, I guess I just don't give up or whatever. And then I guess so right before that, they're talking to Gal. She's like, yo, we need to leave the planet. And then Gal's like, I'm not leaving Earth. Like I'm not leaving. I won't Earth. abandon Earth. Yeah. Abandon we Earth. need to get the Luna and like, go to the Moon Station. And she's like, "Nope, I'm gonna stay here." And I guess that's when the second one, the second asteroid hit Philly. Because I guess you know, I would imagine they're like what DC or something, mm-hmm. or you know. So yeah, I can. You know, I guess a blast would hit that close if they're so around, between they're the gas and the EMP. Yeah, because they, they were obviously in the air. It was the it was the wave that like threw them like all off course. Are we sure that wasn't a third rock? There were three because Marco brags at the end because he says one is a is a something. Two. But I thought the third one was the one that they blew up. That they blew. I think that was the fourth one. Okay. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna look it up just to make sure. Yeah, I just don't. Because if they're if the thing hit two hundred or uh, you know thirty miles north of Philadelphia, why would the UN prison be? Because I think that was the third one that got the hit. UN prison was in the Chesapeake, the right? Chesapeake. Which makes so that blast that gal in them, yeah, yeah, so got caught up with. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then, and um, two in the northeast. That's tough, man. The whole Northeastern Corridor is going to just be wiped out now. That's always the funniest thing where, like, when I would hear, like, when I would watch, like, super right-wing people in, like, Wyoming talk about, mm-hmm. like, I need to have my shelter ready for a terrorist attack that's going to come. No, and I'm like, like... As if somebody's coming <laughs> after Boise. Yeah, like, if that know. was going to happen, it's going to be, like, D.C., New York, or California, like, somewhere on the coast. They're not coming to Laramie, Wyoming. <laughs> um so then, uh, yeah, that happens. If you are, if matter of fact, I'm going to write that book about a terrorist organization that just targets small towns. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy, like whatever. I just go in and I get out super easy. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna write that. So, is gals <laughs> dead? Right, they're all dead. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, sorry. Yeah, they look, they all seem to be dead to me. Oh, um, I, it would more. be so much more exciting if they weren't, or if everybody wasn't just wiped out. So, it, what? Avasarala just goes back to being. That's what I was going to ask y'all next. So, I was going to finish yeah. up saying like Delgado says he's a coward, and then Christian was like, basically like, yep. And then they watched Christian this, didn't say nothing. Didn't say he nothing. was like, well, thank you for not disagreeing. <laughs> like, and then the like, Watchtower. No, 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 Delgado, you're all right. Then the Watchtower. Oh, let's think about how. Literal seconds, uh, because Avasarala says, boom. She's like, what What can you advise? Gal does. She says, get the watchtowers on, connect them with the missiles, boom, boom, boom. So Gal goes, connect it, this, boom, boom, boom. 
within 15 seconds, the thing hits and their connection is lost. But as we see later in the episode, the Watchtower things did come back online. So somebody like that order, 15 seconds later, they don't get back online. Earth is pelted by many more. more So that's what I was going to ask both of y'all. Well, Rich probably already knows, but Travis, do you think uh, Christian's going to try to get back in charge? I don't think she's going to try. I think the her a part of her redemption story is now they want her. Mm-hmm. Like, and not that she won't want it, but she won't be because she has changed. She won't be like Miss Gung Ho, power hungry. You know, she'll probably be a little more measured, but she's going to be looked at to. Like, hey, you're the most experienced, the most senior person. You know, you, you you were doing this job up until like six weeks ago. Could you do you mind jumping back in the fray? And, and and she'll be like, okay, if I must, and she'll play it like that. But yeah, of course. I just, I, like I said, I hope Gal and everybody in her cabinet just isn't just dead. That's what they said. Half the cabinet was on the ship, and the other half was out doing shit across the. Across the world. Across the planet, yeah. They said somebody was in, like, Asia somewhere or something like that. So there's some people in the cabinet still around. But they didn't know what the... This, this, uh, yeah, the seniority. The order of uh, whatever it's called. Succession. Succession. Succession, yeah. All right, so let's do Bobby next. Then we'll do Holden, and then we'll finish up with the Marco-Naomi stuff. Um, okay. So Bobby... So we get... For Mars, we get Alex flying on the Razorback. That, doesn't that have a different name in the books, Rich? Yeah, it Somebody becomes fire, like fire Firebird something. or something like that. I yeah, because I heard a lot of people on Twitter talking about that, like, "Oh, they're doing the ship from the books," and I was like, oh, "I don't know, I don't read the books," but everybody was excited. But it's the book; it's basically the ship that they got from the previous season. They yeah. just retrofitted just and retrofitted. renamed it, and, and just like what really what they did. I was about to say, Rosinante was called something else in the first two or three episodes of the series, and they were like, "Yoink! We have a gunship now." Alex even ho- even my man Servitude or Savali Sa- told Kamal Kam- <laughs> like uh, you you stolen showed up stolen uh, Martian vessel captained by an Earther so I don't have much to say to you fam. So Alex is flying the Razor back to Mars and this dude listen this dude thinks his family's just gonna be fine. I'm watching this. I'm like, dog, you've been gone for years now. <laughs> like your fa- like. This is not. Listen, he is, is. He's a Texan. He's, that, that is the. That is a. He's a six brown chicks question of the week. Like, I've been gone on another planet. My Advice. baby mama and yes. my kid don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm back, but I kind of want to sleep with somebody I'm supposed to be investigating. I'll, Advice. I'll, <laughs> I want to sleep with the with the lieutenant lady. Advice. <laughs> I, yeah, I was Matter of like, fact, I let the lieutenant lady seduce me, and I gave her over a bottle of wine, and I told her all the secrets. I'm like, <laughs> but that's his flaw. That's I'm, Alex's flaw. Like damn flaw. secret. She's just pilfering him for all the secrets, and then he goes, "So where'd you go to school?" She's like, "Yeah, I gotta go actually." Yeah, um, <laughs> like, damn, you can't answer like what you do for a living, with what your hobbies are. Yeah, she's like, "My room's this way." He's like, "Oh." Oh. Alex, thought, Alex thought his wife was- And then she's like oh I'm off I'm taking off on the Burkeys tomorrow Like, And she's leaving 
wow, this was a setup the whole the whole time. Alex thought his wife was Diana Prince, that she was just going to wait for him for 60 yep. years. And just wait for it, yeah. Just, you know, smooth, smooth six back, decades. It's, it's cool. Happy, it's going to be the happiest day of her life. And so then he calls Bobby, and he's like, yo, I found this place. Meet me for drinks. I'm sending it over. Uh, so then they cut to Bobby, and she's buying these black market weapons from, like, these shady-ass military dudes. And she starts asking about, like, stealth missiles. And he's like, why the fuck would you think I have these? Like, where'd you hear that from? And he's like, you know, I just, you know, I got somebody who needs them. I was just seeing. He was like, you know, lose my number. Don't ever call me again. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, like, doing the twitchy fingers like she was going to have to draw on him because <laughs> it got kind of tense there for a second. Like, uh-oh, is it going to be a fight? Alex shows up at his wife's door unannounced, knocks on Un- the fucking door. Completely unannounced. <laughs> She after after door. going out for cigarettes four years ago, <laughs> she opens up the door like, "What are you like? What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I just wanted to come and say hi and tell you how sorry I am." And I'm like, "What? Like, like what? Like, what are you talking about?" I'm convinced they made they wrote him to be an extra asshole because of all the shit he he in his personal life the actor casts whatever is is going through and so when they finally do write him off or kill him off or something nobody's really sad <laughs> that's what i'm convinced cass anvar as a as a you know in real life is going through some yeah you know i think they're gonna just recast yeah. him because they need him for some later stuff and he's just he's just a sad dude like like that conversation they had on the the, the ship like he's good at being a pilot Everything else in his life, he's bad at. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing he's got, and getting famous. Like remember, that's the thing that she yeah, used exactly. to kind of get in his head. Like you have gone where no Martian has gone before. First, like everybody thought the Martian Navy was going to be able to handle that business, and you did it. He's Neil Armstrong, now, <laughs> right? Neil Armstrong. If Neil Armstrong was yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to say that, like, we missed you and we're completely broken up about you so you can, like, f- apologize and feel, feel better? Missed, or do feel you want love. me to say we don't give a shit about you and that we're moved on so that you can, like. And so you can be off the hook. <laughs> like, you don't get the right. I'm not going to tell you nothing. Just know we don't need you. We've moved on. Peace. Slam the door in the face. I was like, well, you know, you kind of deserve that, buddy. So then, um,. Then she goes, oh, the, the, oh, was that, all right, Rich and Trav, was that the dude's family, the police officer's family that was talking to Bobby, saying, like, we're going to be a colonist? Remember, she was like, uh, yeah, his nephew. I wish okay. Esau was here with us. Yeah. That he could okay. see. yeah. So they're yeah. talking to her and thanking her for, like, giving them money or something from their last score or whatever that she got, whatever she got. Uh, and so Bobby. Did, it say, did, it, did they allude to where they went? They just said they were going to be a colonist in some new planet. So they're on a, one of those ring worlds. Yeah, one of the ring they're like yeah, one because because remember she had to get him out the paint too because of the issues Gangst- like gangsters and shit were after. Him. And he's a punk. That, oh my god, the book that that novella for her nephew. If other than <laughs> Naomi's son, I can't even say his name. I hate this kid. Hate this kid. You can't commit genocide and just be like, oh, love me, like like. Billions of people are dead, and you're like, you gotta love me, Asasa. Like, no, no, nah, man. Like, mm. so yeah. So her nephew was just as bad. Like, they didn't, they did him a service by doing it on TV. On the in the books, he was just like, uh, if you remember uh, Flynn from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. imagine that schmuck as a nephew, 
and always getting into stuff. Like you just want to and never being appreciative when she comes in, beats the crap right. out of all of, yeah. of and saves his ass. You still my again. girl. My girlfriend's not here anymore, dude. That wasn't your girlfriend. You were a mark. On the side, I always watch every show I watch. I turn the um, closed caption on because I like miss stuff, <laughs> and I'm watching it. And I finally realized, like, I realized that. All the belters say boss mang, like with a mang. Like, mm-hmm. mang. And I was like, yeah. I never noticed that before, like this week. And I was just dying watching that. Natalie goes, Is this some kind of show accent? She's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Where are they from? I was like, It's a space thing. Yes. They say, <laughs> they say they have their, their own language. And yeah. So, and I had to try to explain to her who the belters were and why they hate the, hate the inners and, how, why their bones are so soft and they can't come to earth. And, yeah. <laughs> you better pick them bones up by their bootstraps and deal with it. Bunch of take whiners. a calcium supplement also, or something. Right. I, on the video I watched, they're like supposed to be taller too. Are they like yeah, they are. Taller? supposed to all average about like 6'5". Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Because and you can see the bones, like some of them, you can see the pertu- like season one, they tried to do it a little bit on Tycho Station, where some of the people that he would run into, would Miller would run into, would like, they kind of have like growths and stuff, like because your bones are just growing anywhere they want now. Right. And so that's why you got to get down the well when you get, before you get to a certain age, because the gravity's going to, it's just going to kill you. You're not built to be on land, like you're just fish. I gotta see this yeah, video. Yeah. And these boneless, boneless weirdos want their own, like, you know, missiles and and the whole navy. If y'all don't, I hate the Belters. The I gotta show you this video. I showed it to my wife, who was asking me about it. It's like this three minute video on YouTube that has no spoilers, but like explains the world of the Expanse and it talks about like the, how it went, like the Epstein Drive started and the people, well, people moved and the Epstein Drive started and then. The Mars shared it with the Earth, and that's how they came to an agreement to be independent. Right. Because they shared the F- Like, they explained the whole world of the expanse without any spoilers for the show. So you understand mm-hmm. what's going on. I was like, this stuff, I didn't know. I've been watching the show for five years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that Epstein drive was the thing that was the biggest thing because that ended the war. Mm-hmm. Because by them sharing that technology, that's why they mentioned it specifically with the uh, guns. If we don't have them trained on Mars, the last time we didn't have it trained on Mars, they almost took us out, and the Epstein drive is the only thing that kept us from. Because they never thought in a million years their colony, here go history, would turn on them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Bobby shows up at this bar. By the way, what kind, like <laughs> this bar had like the little kitty horsies as chairs. Fam, <laughs> this is the most. This is the worst. Remember Texans? Texans. <laughs> like, this is like their version of Chili's. All, the, all of. All of the sto- stoops, I mean, or, or stools were, were yeah, saddles, this is, and they forced that's, and that's why she would go though. Alex is sitting on she would that go chair. there because Alex would be like, This is my jail, I'm a cowboy. I was crying looking at that bar, I was like, That is so interesting. Um, and so, Alex did you is, peep the fact that it had the thing when they came in, Brandon? The what, the uh. The uh the the AI would tell me say howdy partner welcome to the bar <laughs> and so when she came in it's like hey little lady and she's just watching him and getting angry she's getting so angry Alex is you, like everybody's been in a situation where like you had a shitty day 
and then you meet someone who's just so bubbly and happy and is just pissing you off. Alex just had his wife slam the door in his face. He's throwing back beers, just jolly. Oh, I ran into my wife, and, you know, she slammed the door in my face. But, you know, you know, she'll be cool in a few minutes. Got to stay positive, like Bobby. And Bobby even like, he said those words to her. You got to stay positive, Bobby. Bobby's like, He's like, what the fuck is today, wrong with you? Like, she was like, if you wanted to be your son's hero, you should have came back three years ago. He had the nerve to be like, Bobby, what? But I thought we were. I mean, he's kind of right. I thought she didn't have to snap on him like that. But yeah, this wasn't the day for that, Alex. You yeah. read the room, fam. Like, don't you see the look on her face? Does it look like she's in the mood to to deal with your crap? She hit with that know, Michael Clark Duncan. But wait, she's like, you, you gotta know, learn. You know they were like, okay, do we have a Texas thing, Texan themed? bar or an Indian themed bar because of the the settlers oh, yeah. are different and they're like we can't do an Indian themed bar like, no <laughs> yeah. way we can, we can have yeah. the AI going hello welcome to the bar you know like no no Twitter's going to bl- <laughs> can't nope nobody cares if you you, you bust on Texas. white culture or white people <laughs> and cowboys and shit like yeah that's Americana that's you can laugh at that you can't make fun of somebody else's so culture like that though. the next time we see Alex I wrote I wrote, I'm with Trav. Bobby is fine as shit. She's at home working out. And I'm like, she, like, she looks so fine in the scene. I, mean, I hate to be that guy, but I was definitely oh. that guy. <laughs> I was definitely that guy. Bobby is a fine woman, and there is nothing wrong with acknowledging that. She's working out. She's pumping iron. <laughs> Alex shows up. like and Alex and Bobby's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of snapped on you yesterday. And Alex was like, oh, Amos said way worse shit than that. He hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> and then Bobby gets short with him again. And then Alex is like, you know what? Uh, I'll just leave. I'm good on this. It was a little excessive because he's like, you know, that's not I didn't do anything. You're clearly like snapping at me over something that I had nothing to do with. And that's when she took him to her little uh, basement and, and showed him her. I love how she had the uh, the the conspiracy tech board but the digital yep. version <laughs> like she didn't have the strings and the yarn connecting all the pictures it was a digital yarn connecting all the pictures so um then uh alex is like you know what come in out like you gotta let me bobby's like you gotta let me i mean alex is like you gotta let me in and so alex was like all right all right come back i'll tell you so then they go and they they go to her like storage facility and she's got like all this like black market wet Mars military tech. She's got like guns. He's worried like you're not selling this stuff, are you? She's like, come on now, no. If they even got like the suit, like from that from the that power training, suit, like that from that mm-hmm. training where they first met the portal molecule when they beat their, yeah. like killed all of them. <laughs> yeah. um, and she's like, how'd you get like that? He's like, no, there's no way you could get one of them. He's like, uh, she's like, was- I can get this and more. She's like, fam, we are in disarray. This country or this planet yeah. is the whole thing. It's a fire sale. Everybody is, everybody turned corrupt overnight. Like everybody's like, I got, I'm going for mine. Mm-hmm. I remember the, remember when she was working on the dock or whatever, and mm-hmm. the the guy was basically pissed off that she wouldn't do illegal like yes. stuff. He's like. Oh, you're because if you're the one clean one there, the, everybody that's dirty looks at you like you're gonna fuck it up for everybody. You're gonna and go you're gonna die or tell. And then yeah, he tried to take her out, and she had to buck my man. So then she she shows him his her you know her conspiracy list. He's like you know the guy at the top is Salvatore dude, and then Alice is like oh no 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 there's no way it could be him like 
you think I'm a Martian. Like, this dude is a Martian Martian. He's the most Martian of Martians. And mm-hmm. she's like, uh, yeah, but, like, these other two dudes, I caught them, and they got funded by somebody, and they are the only two people that work for this dude. So two plus two sound like four he, to me. He still makes all the logistic hires. He mm-hmm. he still uh, signs off on all of the, the, the bad stuff. And he's saying one thing, and Bobby, who's on the ground, is telling him a different thing. And she 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 goes, I can't. I'm all. I'm just a grunt. I can't get close to this guy. Mm-hmm. But Alex like, is like, you I, just you know, run up on him, and he's like, oh, you know, I can go talk to him. So yeah. that that's when he goes to the, the military college, the war college. That's mm-hmm. the war. He's giving this war like college. speech. Um, he's, I guess it's about asymmetric speech. tactics, about how to hold the ring, how to hold the. Uh, it made a lot of sense about how to hold multiple entrances to the ring and and all that stuff. Yeah, and so he gets done talking. Alex rolls up on him like, "Yeah, I heard your lecture. It was pretty great. Like, thank you." And he's like, "I don't know if you know me, but I serve with you." And he's like, "Oh, Alex, you drove to such and such. I know who you are." And he was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then he was like. Um, he says something. What did he say? So he says something to him, and then Savitar was like, uh, "Oh, he was like, I don't want anything to do with you. You're you stole a. Oh, he just wanted ship. to buy him a drink. Oh, he's like, Can he's I like, I just want to buy a drink. He's like, uh, you stole a ship and had it captained by Earther. I'm good, and walks off. And then his assistant comes up and was like, oh, he's just a little, you know, he's a little stuck up or whatever. But like, I think mm. you're great." Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, she's like, she's like soft. Immediately him up, start capping him up, soften him up, and he's just falling right for it. And then she, she walks up. He's like, "Why don't we get together later and you know talk about your trip and all the cool shit you did?" <clears throat> and he's like, "All right." And then he walks off, and then she rolls up on Salvatore, and he's like, "Find out everything about him." She's and like, "Already on it." It's like I'm already on it. So he, Alex goes back to Bobby's. Like, yo, I got a date with the girl. I, <clears throat> I can find out some stuff. And she's like, "Yeah, but you know." You know, just you know, just find out what you need to know and get back here. So, <laughs> Alex goes and meets her, and you know he's trying to act like he wants to work at the college. Like, you know, can you can you talk to anybody for me to get me a job at the college? She starts asking him about the belt. He gives every single detail. Like Holden had a man in his head named Will. Like, mm-hmm. like he had a man. He in shut his the head. whole thing down. <laughs> and, yeah. Tell him, and I'm like, some of this stuff cannot be like information everybody knows. No, he even bragged about it. He's like, hey, here's Expanse Seasons 1 through 4. <laughs> <laughs> and he's telling her, she's like, wow, that's amazing. And then he's like... Have another uh, glass of wine. Yeah, she- have another glass of wine. And by the, by the, then they fast forward and he's fucking drunk. And she's just... Just serving them up. It's like it's like the it's like the commercial where they drink the wine and the other person like tosses it out like he's gonna drink it to pretend like mm-hmm. they're getting drunk and she's fine. And then at the end he's like, um he finally so what gets, about you? He finally gets like a, a like a small piece of information out of her. It's like, you know, what ship are you leaving on? And he gets the name of the ship. And he's like, All right, then she kisses him good night and like I was like, I don't know if Alex thinks this is real or what. He's like, two minutes ago, you were at your wife's door with a rose in your hand. Like, take me back, honey. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. He wasn't trying to say take me back. He just That's basically what he said. That is, he wanted to. He wanted to. Oh, I, I forgot. Mean, I'm not saying she, he that, wouldn't he calls if she his did. Son, he calls his son on FaceTime. His son's on a field yeah. trip somewhere. And his son just wants nothing to do. He's just engaging his father for like a few minutes. And he tells his son, like, I love you. And his son's like, 
right. All right, buddy. And he's like, cool. I'm not going to be back for two weeks. And he's like, I can stay around for that. And he was like, I guess. <laughs> I guess you can stay around. I, I was, take a hint, Alex. <laughs> like, Alex, I'm sorry, buddy. It's a wrap for you. Um, so Alex is walking back to his room. And these go- this dude walks up to him and is like, are you are you Alex? No, there's, there's a woman, oh, fine-ass woman. She's like, like, you're Captain As Alex always. whatever. And it's just, they yeah, got him so made. <laughs> you know, just wink at him, give him a little eyebrow, little little eyelash flutter. Make Ooh, eye you're, content. You're, That's his you're, weakness. You're the pilot of the, the whatever, whatever. He's like, well, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I bam, and then he just socks him in the face, sticks a damn needle in his neck, and then he starts spilling all the... They gave him truth serum. <laughs> they gave him the most potent truth serum, yeah. too. Because he, he didn't even try to, like... Uh, and then spill. It he, just, was like, was like, he, he was like, yeah, high. He was high telling did. the truth. He's like, yeah. what were you trying to do with Captain Savitar? And he was like, ah, I was just I think he was him. selling weapons. <laughs> like, is there anybody else you were talking to? You know, just my friend Bobby Draper. <laughs> right? Gave the whole government everything. <laughs> Bobby Draper at 1227, you know, uh, Cook Street, and then, apartment 12. <laughs> they were about to kill him. Um, They were about to kill him. And then um, Bobby shows up right in the nick of time and stops him. And I'm like, and then I'm thinking they're going to kill these people because they know too much. But no, Bobby doesn't kill the people. They just call the police and get them arrested. And I'm like, Bobby, you just said that the police is in on all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Why are you calling the police? You got to kill these people and dispose the body. Like, you can't take that chance. But you know the story. It's the story. So they get so far, it hasn't come back. I, no, I thought yet. that was the oddest. Like, wait. So, because I couldn't tell if like did those two people work for Savitar? Uh, you know, that, I think so. And 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 distant, and she just got them good and and and, and drunk, and then sent them back, and then oh. like yeah, and he's he's ripe for the picking, and then they sent in the. The flirting squad with the muscle behind her, and and then uh, beat him up a little bit. So then um, the flirting squad. <laughs> so then um, then Alex is like, then he tells Alex like what I mean. Alex tells Bobby what he found out about the ship leaving tomorrow that she's on, and she's like, oh, I got to pick up some stuff, but I'll meet you in the ship. And then the next we see of them, they're in the ship, and that's when Alex is still night. He's still in shock about like how far Mars is falling. In his eyes, and that's when Bobby tells him the story about her pet rat, and like you know, you gotta let this shit go. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's when they see the news that an asteroid has hit Earth, and then that's the last that we see of them. So then we got uh, Holden. So we got the belt, Holden, Tycho Station, all in one. Uh, so I already talked about Holden watching the news about uh, Gal and stuff, and everybody harvesting minerals. So then Holden talks to Naomi, and Naomi is basically like, you know. I want to be home late. Go find something to eat. And Holden knows what's up. By the way, I used to hate Holden in the beginning of the series. He's so much more mature now. Like he's like the like the most mature character they have there now, and it's so funny to me because I hated him the first couple seasons. I thought he was the fucking worst. Hmm. Um. So then, I mean, Holden, he kind of was. Yeah, he was the worst. Holden meets, goes to the bar, and Monica shows up, um, and she's like, "Just cut straight to it." So, uh, Holden, tell me about this proto-molecule. I'm working on this story about this proto-molecule. And then Holden's like, all the proto-molecule has been stolen. 
And she's like, this is off record. While videotaping her with her eye recorder. With her little ocular <laughs> recorder. Yeah. And she's like, every single protomolecule in the universe has been destroyed. And he's, she's like, well, you know, are you sure about that? Because the rumor is somebody had some and that people are doing research on it. And Holden's like, where'd you hear that from? And she's just like, you know, it's just going around. And so Holden's like, no, there's nothing. I don't know anything. And she's basically like, you're the only person who talked to Miller and you know all this shit. Like, you have an obligation to tell the world that something, if something's wrong or something's happening, what's going on? And Holden's like, I don't know any of this shit and I don't want to talk to you about any of this shit. He leaves. He's like, have this ramen noodles or whatever they were eating. And so, <laughs> Which she goes, mm, he tried that to do one of some. <laughs> and then she starts eating out of his bowl. And then they showed like two guys staring uh, at her. Like, well, they didn't have, well, they did. Wasn't that them they that did? were, uh, Remember they opened up that like cell or that like apartment door and the two bodies like came tumbling oh, out. I yeah, that was them. Yeah, that was yeah. them. So, so so the squad that was in charge of getting her and kidnapping her obviously was just a patsy squad that was just there to do a job and then get taken out. Mm-hmm. So then um Holden barges into Fred Johnson's like quarters. And by the way, Fred Johnson's living large. He's got the best crib on Tycho Station. Especially when you consider what he how he was living in season one <laughs> as the rebel leader of the of the of the belt. Just and he's like, like Do you have proto molecule hiding somewhere? And then Fred Johnson's like, Who told you that? He's like, You're not denying it. And he's like, I'm not gonna tell you where it is. Just know it's secure. And Holden's like, this shit is dangerous. You saw one dropper that basically almost destroyed a planet. And he's like, what are you talking? What are you doing? Like, what are you, what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you thinking about? And he's basically like, listen, um, we got this. And until we can have our own Navy to patrol ourselves, we're going to keep this as like some type of like collateral to like keep everybody out of our business or something. So, uh, Rich Trapp, do y'all think Fred – not hindsight, obviously we know what happened. But do you do we think it was a smart idea to keep that proto molecule on site and not get rid of it after they found out everything that happened at the end of last season? Well, it goes back to them yes. being everybody's doing everybody's doing the same thing we were talking about with every other part of this galaxy. Like the belters, like we gotta keep this nuke because we never know if we gotta use it on somebody. And it's like you got it under your bed, dog. Like mm-hmm. nobody could do stuff right. Like you can't have it because you can't do it in a secret facility. You can't have like little. You can't even have like it's, you know when that thing rolled up and it was basically like found it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. This dude really. <laughs> and he's like, before he dies, like he's like, but considering <laughs> it's in my quarters, yeah, yeah. Like I thought, but he could considering be like, delete my delete the, the my history. power of that. <laughs> Clear my cash. <laughs> my cookies. Now, considering the 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 sniffer, uh, for lack of a better word, on that machine, no matter where he put it, if it was under his bed and in a coffee cup and behind, uh, you know, behind the flower in the kitchen, you know, in the in the in the floorboards, in the drop ceiling, that thing was better than SWAT and didn't need to tear up yet. Tear up your crib. Also, how did Marco and Naro people afford that shit? That shit was impenetrable. They were shooting it with guns. Nothing. First off, Mars Tech. First off, 
when you see yeah, oh is that just, what that is oh, Mars Tech yeah that's Mars Tech oh, it was, okay. it was the Savage Spider Bot it, it, first off it says Savage on the side I was like is that Vandal Savage what? yeah but um, the fact that they kept trying to shoot it I was like y'all it's not working the first Stop three it. times, like, pew, pew, pew. and then later, <laughs> Holden goes, Okay, I, I, he does the smart thing, can't shoot it, so he jams, you know, his thing, and then it goes, You yeah, know, I'm gonna sock the face. you, and then the machine just punched him in the face, and then, and then, and, then Vogue, and then Vogue his way out the door, was like, Oh, I can't get out because I'm too wide, Vogue it, and then fit out the <laughs> I'm not gonna I lie. Was, I rewinded that three times of him getting punched in the face. It was so funny. <laughs> I was like, "This is what those Boston Dynamic uh, yes. robot dogs are lead are gonna end up leading to." Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, Holden is uh, like telling Fred, like he then he shows Fred like this video of like what the black I keep saying black scientist. What the, the I don't know her name. <laughs> the black woman scientist from the Illis. Found about that artifact. Oh, her. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had forgot all about her, and then yeah, when they showed the clip, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot she fell into the dimensional wormhole or whatever the heck it was. So and, apparently that. And race, then they simulated her vision. The race of people look like gold specters from his dark materials, just swimming around, like flying around, and they're like, these are the entities that like destroyed the civilization that created this. And every time I go through, I can see them. And every time I see them, they're getting angrier and angrier. And they were just zipping back and forth through the, through, you know, through these wrinkles. This, this series is my physical manifestation of the fear and terror that came over me when I watched, uh, uh, oh God, Event Horizon the first time. What is that? I don't know if you guys ever saw Event Horizon. Mm-mm. Oh my God! Okay, okay. When you get a chance, and anybody listening or watching, watch Event Horizon because it's about uh, there's a there's a ship that went missing going through a wormhole. Someone goes after it, and what they find out, and I don't even know. I, I don't want to spoil it because it's ah. just like this. You, you go through the wormhole. You go through hell. Oh, that's mm. interesting. That so. A movie? Yes, oh, it is an outs- Oh, it is outstanding. And so they have video footage, kind of like the very beginning of this series when we watch episode one, where they finally have like the missing five minutes from the ship. And it is a cavalcade of horrors of body parts and like just drove the entire crew mad, except for the captain, who's now programmed to like open it to unlock hell on the rest of the universe. And so that's the crux of the movie. It's but as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, crap. This is an Event Horizon situation. So like, Fred's like, because every you, time they go ahead, Fred's like, "How do you know this shit?" And he's like, "He's like, because like when Miller was in my head, it changed my brain physically." He's like, "It's like a paper when you crumble it up, it still has creases." And yeah, you Fred can smooth Johnson, it out as much as you want, and it's going to crease. It's still going to show up. You think you telling me you have brain damage makes me want to listen to you more? <laughs> and I was like, "You have a point," but also. He's the only one who's been right. He's the only <laughs> one. Like they made a point of talking about how he's basically seen as not a prophet, but certainly he's yeah. gotten. He's like three for three, you know, as far as like uh, the the greater universe is concerned. Like everything he said come to pass. He got the thing to shut down. Like why wouldn't Fred Johnson just be like, 
You're not fucking with me. You're serious. Okay. And then just like take him seriously. Mm-hmm. That and was I, his yeah, own folly. Like people just need to listen to Holden Blake. You know what? You're right. It sounds as far fetched as what you're saying is. I mean, like how have a, they not noticed? There's a the big majority. ass ring by Venus. <laughs> there's a big ass ring by Venus that has wormholes or something portals to 13, 1300 galaxies. So what could be more ridiculous than that? <laughs> Uh, well, the thing is, though, everybody again, it's always everybody's got like this this tunnel vision of the five foot instead of 500 foot view. Like all that matters to Fred is they got Tycho Station, which means they control the money and the access to the portal. So they have more power than any other belters or, you know, Fred's not a belter. But, uh, and that's actually side note, the Butcher of Anderton Station, where they talk about how Fred got that name, like the little novella. That's also really good. But yeah, he he's just caring about like we got this power. Marco's kind of being held at bay because we have this money, and the other folks have voted to like they don't want none. He didn't but even see did. like the whole undercurrent of how he nope. shit was being undermined, and like from like starting with as soon as he like consolidated his power at the end of like season two, immediately. Yeah, uh, uh, the for his own forces and stuff start like there's a faction within that it's not like you're not hardcore enough. You shouldn't have negotiated with them on our behalf. You sh-. like fam, he got y'all all kinds of uh, uh, he got y'all mega weapon that nobody else has. He got he maneuvered you guys into having you know power, but he did it in a way that was strategic and not like oh I'm gonna throw him asteroid at earth and, and, and take our power. he's building a navy he's trying to just systematically build navy, yeah. a fleet of, of spaceships i mean he was doing it the right way but like he just wasn't paying attention to i his, always thought it was weird maybe i understand this better when like, i read the books of why they even ex- why they even migrated to the asteroid belt like that just sounds like a terrible place to live you think? No, it was because of capitalism is why they ended up there is because they the technology exists exists now in the mine, the asteroid belt. The belt has a ton of minerals, and obviously, of elements, resources yeah, and stuff metal. and how it would be better if we just colonized it and people just live there and the people that live there work for us and just are serfs mm-hmm. and 200 years of that you know, festers that turned into to, to what we, yes. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Fred. And the Belters, as much as they piss me off and are self-righteous assholes, like, they're right, yes. you know, but nobody told, like, again, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> like, blame your fucking great-great-grandparents who was like, okay, we'll go out there and mine fucking ore in the asteroid belt and then have children out there. That just mm-hmm. seems like a terrible place to live. It's By the way, Fred goes... Remember the whole first season? They, the whole point was the, they were cutting the belt. Yes. It was so easy to cut the belt off from supplies it's to water. keep them in line. From you water. want fresh air? Want you fresh want water? Air. <laughs> you want protein? Mine them. Mine that ore. They're fine. So then uh, Holden's like... I mean, Fred's like, you know, it's, we're going to keep it as long until the Enders leave us alone. And I was like, aren't you from Earth? Like you're calling them enters, you're fr- you're one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Um, so then we meet Sakai, uh, Travis's girl, with the with the uh, the braids. Man, 
Dusty. I was ready. I was ready to give her my whole heart. <laughs> All of it. Game well, over. You lose. You lose. I was going to give her. I was going to give her my whole heart and take her whole head. Give me that five head of yours. Yeah. Yeah. You lose. You lose. Like that's all she. You lose. She was so self righteous there too. So happy. At the end, yeah. She was fixing the Rossi, which makes me start to think she's sabotaging the Rossi the whole time she's been working on there. Like I don't know if I can trust her now. Um, and because remember they also been talking about how much money they've been costing the oh yeah the ship like that that. I was like, oh, so she's like, okay, let's build this. And then also what I've been doing off to the side, let's add a little 500 here. <laughs> she padding the account. <laughs> Monica calls and says she has real proof that pro molecules out there. Come meet me. Holden starts to send a message like, yeah, it's really nice you got about this. But I'm, because Fred Johnson has a talk with him and says, like, you got to stop trying to save the world. Go live your life with Naomi and be happy. So he starts to say that in a message, but, you know, he can't help himself. He's got to go save the world. So he goes to try to meet uh, Monica, walks in her room. It's trash. She's been kidnapped. Her phone's there. Um, they come back. She tells Fred, look, Monica's been kidnapped. She calls me, says she has proof about the proto-molecule, and she's kidnapped. That ain't no, that's not a coincidence. And Fred yeah. was like, yeah, like, we got to find her. And Holden's like, it's your people. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Holden's already saying it's your people. And Fred's like, no, no, no way it could be my people. I thought it was Fred. I thought the whole time it was going to be Fred's right hand guy, the yeah, one that yeah. was like, why don't we go wait in the car, in the, in the, in the crate for him? Mm-hmm. I was like, he's, it's him. He wants to be the one there. So when he goes down, he can put the bullet in the, you know, but it wasn't. So. so. Fred's like, uh, so then they, he's like, I'm pressing buttons. Holden basically says, I'm pressing buttons. And he turns on, like, her eye camera. And so he can see where they're at. And they can tell that she's in, like, a shipping container. Well, no. The 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 alert, the phone goes off. He oh, gets, like, an alert. Yeah. And he reaches, like, hey, guys. And then he hits it. And he's like, and then Fred does says, the basically, what Ava Sarala said to, uh, to Holden at the start of season four, um, don't go, don't go sticking your dick in everything. Like, you know, because he just does, he just flips buttons. He presses stuff, like puts his hand in that thing. And then he got flooded with the memories. Holden's just like a six year old who can't <laughs> not touch. But this time he, he picked up, he hit the, you know, connect, connect meeting. And it's her, her ocular camera thing that she triggered and like sent to her phone and like they figured out, oh, she's in a damn, she's in a shipping container, yes. and and then they try to find her before her oxygen runs out, and uh, and they get there right in the nick of time. Yeah, because she first, did die, technically, well, or at least pass out. The first time they find like a soil container that has atmosphere, right. and because they were scanning for atmosphere, which which shipping containers had atmosphere in it, and they thought they had it, and it was just full of like live plants or soil. So, oh, also, I keep talking about this video. Because I was watching Mad Videos today before we did the show on The Expanse. And they're, like, they're explaining mm-hmm. it. And they're explaining, like, how the atmosphere works in the show. I guess they go into detail about this stuff in the book. But apparently it's, like, some real science shit. With, like, they make atmosphere by the thrusters of the ships. And that, like, some type of science they makes that create atmosphere. And then they flip it. And then, like, that's how they get atmosphere yeah. in the ship. So I was like, yo, this show... Is much like a rotation, and then in the inside, it's going the other way, and it just can and that helps you come uh, back down, like to create gravity. 
Um, so then uh, they get her out, and you know she's healing up because she almost died from. They gave her a concentrated. Uh, 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 they stuck her neck full of ox- super oxygenated blood. Who's who's blood? <laughs> That's what I want to know. About it. They, they didn't say we just gave you a bunch of oxygen in your blood. They said we gave you oxygenated blood. So is this just like, yeah, I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> 500 for a year from now. They kept the Cambodian. Don't judge. Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, I'm be be negative or oh, positive negative. Like, you just give them, you can't just be giving people random bloods. But all right. So then Holden and Fred are back in. Like, they talk to Monica. She's like, "Y'all need to keep me in, 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 you know, keep me a, a, a involved in this shit." And they close the door on her, slam the door, right <laughs> and they go talk. And Holden was like, Holden was trying to tell Fred, like, "This is an inside job. Like, these people are trying to take this from you." And, and Fred was like. I've been doing this since you were a baby. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you telling me this for? The arrogance of 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 experience. Been doing this since you before you were born. Like, what does that have to do with the situation we're in now? This is when I started to question Sakai. She pulls up and she says, "Like, we found information on the family, this family who might be involved in like the kidnapping. Like, they're like linked to the ship or something like that." So they roll up on that their crib, and that's when the, those two people fall out the door, and they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fred says, uh, then they go and set, they're like, the other dude, I forget, I don't know that they ever said his name, his right-hand man's name. I don't know his name. But he, oh, yeah, he's know. basically like, we're not going to meet him. How about we meet up, how about we set a party up and meet them when they come and get this? Cause like this shit yeah, because they think since the sh- since they put the the place on lockdown, none of the containers, none of the ships have taken off, so nobody's taking the container. So they think, well, we didn't tell them that they're compromised. They think she's still inside the container. Let's just grab them when they come to get their container. Right hand man, homie says, better yet, let's wait inside the container. So when they do show up, bam, we're right there, spring the trap. Yeah, that didn't. Uh, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work exactly. out for them. So they're in there, and then um, Sakai, he's holding, looking at some shit, and then he sees like the ship that's coming up. It looks like they're firing on him. He's like, "It's a setup. It's a setup. Get out!" I, the dudes get out just in the nick of time before the shipping container blows up, um, mm-hmm. which is very weird. It's not weird now that I think about it, but when I first saw it, I was like, "It's very weird," because at the end they wanted to keep Monica alive. Why would they blow up a shipping container inside? But then I was like, oh, yeah, they already knew she was out. So they weren't trying to blow them right. up. They, already, they were right. trying to blow them up. And so then um, that's when Sakai's like, gotcha, bitch, and then shoots Fred Johnson in the back. Like three times in the back. But why didn't she shoot Holden? Did anybody find that weird? Because he's not Johnson. OPA. Is that, but they don't like him? Or they I mean, if, if, if you have, if your assignment is yeah i'm sure fred was the number one target right so you want to make sure the target is neutralized and she had to duck and you know yeah get the hell out of here so she got her three shots off and then they started shooting back at her she just didn't have time you think if she yeah she could have you know found the time to put one in in holden but and apparently getting shot in zero G hurts worse. Like it makes you die well, quicker. Remember, so I it was remember the last season. 
No, 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 no. No, no. Remember when they were on the ship with the with the preacher lady? Oh yeah, the, they had to get it spinning so that they could. And they were like, injury, internal injuries at zero G is death yeah. because all mm-hmm. the blood pools and you can't. They, so they were immediately like, get him the gravity, get him the gravity. It's like, fam, it's been like five minutes. He's bleeding out. <laughs> y'all need to y'all needed to get him the gravity minutes ago. Ten minutes ago. And then when he. I I thought I said it because Natalie's like, why isn't he dead yet? Like after as they're hauling Fred through, you know, into the gravity, and and when he died, I was like, that's I was like, good because if he lived, that would have been so unbelievable. And he's a day one, a, a season one, day one character mm-hmm. that's uh, longer uh, that made it to season five. Chad Coleman, love Chad Coleman, and so he tells he tells on his dying wish or deathbed, he goes. It's in my quarters. So Holden goes to call security. Hey, security, can you send some guards over to Fred Johnson's quarters? And he's like, uh, they're trying to rush the reactor. We don't really got no people for that, buddy. (laughs) So then Holden hauls ass over there. And basically, Holden gets saved twice by Monica when he rolls up in there. Because the first time, the the woman was hiding behind the thing, waiting for him to come in. It's about to shoot him. And she comes from behind and knocks the woman down that's about Mm -hmm. to shoot him. And then they're having like this fight, and then Holden's trying to stop the spider-looking thing, and he can't stop it. And he he yeah. goes out the side of the ship. The air, it's like an air vent, like not an air vent, but like a the air the pressure. The, pressure the door vent. was coming down, he's about and to she get went sucked into space. Yeah, he's trying to come through the door, and she pulls him through the other side of the door to save him. So she saves his ass twice here. So he can't talk shit to her ever again. Um, she he she's got to know everything to have from. I mean, on. she they saved her. Earlier from her. suffocating, but they would have never been in that place. If they listened to her in the first place. Maybe. Right. Well, well, no. She gave him a message. I got something that he went to go see, and then she was oh, kidnapped. Yeah, right. That's true. So then, uh, but now I can't wait to see like the next how long. I don't know how long they're going to be in that room stuck in there together. But those are going to be some great scenes yeah, of those. The guy's th- still there. <laughs> And she's just talking all kinds of shit. You lose. Ha ha, boss man. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, are they going to, like, beat her up? Are they going to, like, that yeah. What are they? is the best accent, by the it's, way. It's awesome. It's she's so- got the best Belter accent. I don't know why she sounds so childlike, but it's still, it's really, it's it's sing-songy. She sounds like, she- uh, I think her name is Charmaine. Bjork? I don't know if you ever watched Different World. <laughs> she sounds like Belter Bjork. But on a Different World, they had a woman that had a voice just like that. And I forget her name. Who, Cree Summers? I don't remember her name. Different, different world? world? But she came in like the later seasons. I don't know. This neither here nor there. Then Fred Johnson's dead. But here's the thing. Here's the other thing. News takes a long time to get out to the belt, apparently. Yeah. So, like, they don't know about the they don't know about the uh, asteroids hitting until Marcos is doing that speech at the His, end. Yeah. So this whole yeah. time, they don't know any of that shit that's happened. Uh, uh, I'll do drummer real quick, and then we'll finish up with Naomi and Marco. So drummer. So also, I saw some people talking about this in a in a review I read. That like drummers basically like in a polyamorous like relationship. Like that's like a whole family ship thing. Mm-hmm. Is that true, Rich? Yeah. Oh, everybody's on uh fucking on that boat or on, on that spaceship. Well, with drummers, yeah, drummer. It's similar to how Holden's uh, parents. He has like eight parents, and they really haven't gone too much into that, like on Earth. 
And so it's like they're in a polyamorous relationship and like the two seed parents gave their genetic code, but then they mixed everybody else's up kind of like twins. Uh, so that's something that they do in, the, in you know, in two, 150, 200 years from now. So she's basically on a pirate ship and she uh, bullies these other, <laughs> these other belty pirates and says, take these scraps and get out of here, basically, because they're about to attack this ink, this uh, earth inner ship. And then they tell the inner ship, like, you're not going to do shit. Like, we're in charge. Give us what we need and take their shit, too. And so everybody's partying because they got a good score or whatever. And they got happy. 10%. And uh, then one of the other people come up and was like, hey, man, we found Ashford's ship. And so she's kind of happy. And so they go to Ashford's ship. They go to Ashford's ship. And um, uh, he's, she's like, Ashford would have hid the backup data core somewhere. Like, yeah, because they, they don't find it. any of the, the – everything's torn out, mm-hmm. all the backup drives, all the – everything that – the ship holds and houses all the data and memory have all been taken lot, you know, cause that's what you do. And she's like, mm, Ashford would have, he would have hid something away. So we're going to tear this place apart and look at every nook and cranny, but they still can't find anything. But she, uh, yeah, she finds this bag with like some rations, a gun and like, this well, it was course. something about like, it was like a fire extinguisher and something about it just didn't set right with her. So she starts like feeling around and she realizes, oh, this is a, has a false bottom. And she like takes it off the wall, untwists it. And there's a gun in there. There's like some hard drives. And that's where she, uh, she gets all the information she needs that, and and the voice recording that she ended up sending. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Because she was going to go after Marco herself. And she was basically like, this confirms Fred, I mean, Ashford's dead. And like, we're going to go take that bounty. And then we'll split it up, and we'll have that money. Twenty million bucks is a seems a low reward uh, for two hundred and fifty years from now, whatever. And for for the kind of stuff that they're doing, I'm like twenty mil. And they got to split that six, seven, eight ways. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know what kind of score that's going to be, but all right, do you, drummer? And then she talks to like her girlfriend, and you know, drummer's all beat up about it. She's like, you know. If I'd have went with Ashford, maybe he wouldn't have been dead. And she's like, "If you'd have went, you might have been dead." And yeah. she's like, "Listen, like you gotta do what's right for you. Like you gotta, you gotta start living your life, and you can't live with these regrets and things like that because you can't go back and change it." And then, you know, they kind of sleep together and they're happy. So she wakes up in the middle of the night, and she sends a message to Fred Johnson. And she's basically like, "Here's this recording I found on Ashford's ship." And she's like, "That's not my fight, so I'm sending it to you." And so that's okay. So Fred's the one that sent it to Avasarala, then? Yes, she sent it to Fred, okay. and then Fred sent it to Avasarala. Okay. Um, and she cracks open that bottle that her and Ashford were supposed to have. Yeah. Uh, so then we got Naomi's story to finish this up. Uh, and this episode is going to be longer than normal because obviously it's four episodes that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, Naomi, uh, so she she gets on this shuttle. She um, because she finds out that Fred, she that she ended up that we found out she bought. Yeah. She didn't just she didn't just like hey can you ch- ch- uh, uh, charter this now, flight <laughs> can you I wonder, yeah she's a hero she's I a universe you know. I wonder if they get like uh, endorsement deals <laughs> on in the belt like they're on the belt TV station they're doing commercials and shit everybody knows who they are because they're famous people <laughs> and so she's like Fred showed me where my son is he's at Palace Station and I'm gonna go see him and Holden's like 
dude, let's go. Let's roll up and get him. She's like, no, no, no. I got to go by myself. He's like, She's like you think up? I'm going to show up with an earther with <laughs> James Holden <laughs> on my James arm? Holden? Make things easy? <laughs> She's like, no, I got to do this on my own. And he's like, all right, do it. So she gets on this ship and she rolls up to the station, palace station bar. She gets out. Everybody knows who she is. She walks up to the bartender. He's like, have you been here before? She's like, no. She's like, oh, I know you. You're Na- Naomi Nagata, big famous person. Drinks on me. And she's like, no, nah, I'll pay for the drink. And then these two people on the side were like, oh, you're too good to take a drink? What's wrong with you? And they all talk shit. To like, why are the Belchers like this? <laughs> like, Because they're-, they're assholes and they got a big dumb chip on their big Belter uh, 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 <coughs> Belt up shoulders Yeah They are so yeah. Like she didn't even do shit She's like I just want to pay for my drink And he's like She's like you know what How about I buy you a drink And they're like How about you buy the next hundred rounds I'm like bruh And then she's like okay And then she's about to transfer the money to him And then somebody's like Bip and Naomi, I knew Wouldn't have got shaken down like that But they hit they, they slammed their head And stole their money Yeah <laughs> Those people show up. She gives a big hug to the dude. The chick is side-eyeing her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, you know, I came to talk to Philip. You know, she's like, why do you want to talk to him? Like, you left him or whatever. She's like, no, I just need to talk to him. Can y'all take me to him? And then he's like, she's like, he doesn't want to talk to you. You shouldn't have come here. And they leave. She's like, let him say it to my face, and then I'll, uh, I'll believe it. And so then we get Rich's favorite person. Um, Philip Nagata shows up to talk to uh, Naomi. Dusty. No way, his he's in the Naros. Philip in Naros. Of course, because he's a yeah, punk. I got my he's daddy name. Philip in Naros, and he shows up, and he's basically like, "Why'd you leave me?" And she's basically, "Why'd like, you throw us? Why'd you abandon me like I was some trash, eh?" Canadian punk. And she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry I left you, but, you know, I thought I had to do that to save you. Like, I was caught, basically, I was caught up in some shit, and I had to get out of it. And he's N- like, Natalie was confused when she saw all three. She's like, these are his parents? They look the, they all look the same age. I was like, Nat, it's like 500 years in the future. I'm sure there's, like, some youth regeneration serums that, that especially Marcos. She, she didn't say a ton about Naomi, but when Marcos showed up, she's like, how... How is that guy his father? They look the same age. I was like, yeah, Marcos is a pretty boy and looks looks really <laughs> youthful. And so Philip is basically like, um, he's basically to sum it all up, he's basically like, this is all bullshit. He's like, everything my father told me about you is true. And I'm like, what did he say about her? Like, what is she like? That she's sorry that she left you? That she's a she's an inner now? Is that what she said? Like, what? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> So, hold on. Why don't you like? Well, I know why you don't like him, but why do you really not like Philip, Rich? What do you mean? Like, what's like? He's terrible, but he seems like you know, just a punk kid. He's a punk kid that killed a billion people, well, kill a billion and it's still like you don't love me. Nobody loves like like. Think about it. you can get into a minute. The way Marco is so good at manipulating people, where he punks his son in front of his mother after they get on the ship and he's like mm. oh yeah i did not know he misses his mama so much he's like yeah and everybody's like ah, he's, like, eating beans. <laughs> he's like yeah he's like so because she's like oh so you had our son kidnap me he's like 
he took the initiative on his own. I didn't plan, you know, and he's like kind of salty. Like, I didn't ask him to do this, but so every boy needs his mother. Like, oh, wow. And then and then Philip's like, damn it. I'm a man. Yeah, he's like, shit, that was kind of a young boy thing to do. And it was because he just needs his mom. And, you know, he's just an insecure little boy at heart. He's trying but, to yeah, that's the big thing. I don't like him. I don't like that. I don't like the whole, uh, like, this dude, like, he just bought his dad. Like, his dad's a maniac. Yes. And he bought And he's trying to it. live up to a maniac's ideals. Right. And it's like no question. And I, I get it. I get the belters feel like they've been completely trapped oh. on. And, and But it's like, you just, like, there's no coming back from this, dude. And plus our like, introduction to Philip was him basically getting the drop on Ashford. And, uh, no, we met and, him before that. He stole the shit from Bobby at the end. Oh, that's right. That was him. Like, that was him and his crew that stole that shit when the, when the, when the deal went bad. At the end with Bobby Draper and the oh and and, and Esau got uh, shot yeah, up. That was he was there. Okay, he, he but I think our shit. first, I think, but I'm saying our literal. Oh, I guess that would have been uh, the last scene of of, of when they season four when they, yeah. when they faced Ashford. Okay, they show his face leaving like they zoom in on his face because I remember watching that being like, why they zooming in this random thief space? But uh. it turned out being him. So he's like, you know, I don't want to come back with you. Like, my, I, I'm doing this on my own. My father didn't make me do this. I'm doing this on my own because I, I, you know, I want the Belters to be free or whatever. And he's like, I'm sorry I'm not coming back with you. You need to leave. So Naomi's like, she's sad, but she's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go home. She goes back on her ship. Philip shows up with her dudes, takes their ship, and takes her with him. And I'm like, what are you taking her with you for if you don't want nothing to do with her? But secret, like you, right. know, you do want something to do with her. Um, and so they take him back. Mommy. They take him back to Marco's ship. Marco's is like, bro, I didn't even know he was bringing you here. Like I had no idea you was coming here. That wasn't my idea. But I'm glad you're here. Now we can enjoy this this win together. And he shows up a picture of like the asteroid hitting Earth, and she's like, you did this? Like you killed millions of people. And he's, he's like, yes, isn't it great? <laughs> Basically, he's like, yes, so our people can be free. I was like, and Naomi was like, you're gonna get my son killed. And he's like, he's like, I want to do this on my own, or something like that. And then Marcos was like, we're gonna be a family again. Um, and she's like, no, this is <laughs> oh, Brandon. Don't forget, this fool also gave credit to the son. Like he, that was the thing. That's the thing oh, with Marco. Yeah. He is so good at deflect. It's like I didn't do it. He did it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in the one second, he's making fun of him for being a mama's boy. The next second, he is fully giving him credit for the genocide of Earth. Yep. It's like, no, no, that was his that was his summer project. I'm just here to sign off his parent. So then uh, he's like, this is retribution for everything the Inners have done for us. Uh, and if Philip said he didn't make me do anything, I was proud to do it. And he was like, "You were wrong to leave us." After he locked her ass up, she's like, "Take your, take your mom to our quarters." And then he locks her up and says, "You were wrong to leave us." So obviously, he's still feeling some type of way. He better. I mean, yeah. So then they do this. Uh, they end this the episode four with this speech. So I actually had this speech. I wanted to play it, and then we could talk about that, and then end it. So this is the speech of Marcos. Well, well, well. Before you play it, yeah. he's 
superimposed over an anarchist flag or black flag with a white anarchy the symbol Dean on Ambrose it. Like, symbol. Y'all couldn't come up with like a better original like belter power, you know, belter power symbol besides is that what the belters I don't think they're about anarchy. Y'all are about belter freedom. Like y'all couldn't come up with like a a, a a fist with like some asteroid bits on it. I don't know, something just a little more original than the anarchy flag, which I thought doesn't necessarily fit their cause. Anarchy is for an for chaos's sake. They're not chaos for chaos' sake. They had a very focused plan. This isn't pure anarchy. I just thought that was lazy. Uh, yeah. So here we go. go ahead. Ready, boss me. My name is Marco Inaros. I am the commander of the Free Navy. We are the military arm and voice of the outer planets, and we are the ones responsible for striking our oppressors on Earth and Mars. This attack was retribution for generations of atrocities committed by the Inners against innocent Belters. No longer will Belters be persecuted and subjected to the savagery and inhumanity that the Inners have been poisoning our species with. Any further attacks on Earth and Mars will be precipitated by the Inner Planet's failure to recognize this new human reality. The Free Navy now possesses the last remaining sample of the proto-molecule. Any transgressions by the Inners and the Free Navy will not hesitate to unleash the proto-molecule on either planet. We recognize the right of Earth and Mars to exist, but their sovereignty ends at their respective atmospheres. The vacuum, the ring gates, and the ring worlds belong to the belt, to belters. With the opening of the alien gates, we are at a crossroads in human history. Already we are seeing how easy it would be to carry our legacies of exploitation, injustice, prejudice, and oppression into the new world. But there is a better path. Under the protection of the Free Navy, the society and culture of the Belt will begin again and remake humanity without the corruption, greed, and hatred that the inner planets could not transcend. We will take what is ours by right, yes, but more than that, we will lead the belt to a new, better form, a more human form. Citizens of the belt, Beratnas, rise up now. Enjoy and glorious resolve. This day is ours. Tomorrow is ours. The future of humanity is ours. Today and forevermore, we are free. So there's that. So there was a petty moment in there. Uh, <laughs> because at one point they show uh, Marco talking on Fred Johnson's floating phone where he died. <laughs> and his phone's just floating because he died and dropped his phone. Uh, in zero G and he's talking out of it and they show like Fred Johnson's head name over it. I thought that was kind of funny. Wow. But, 
I will say this though, I can see why Belches would get behind him. He is kind of charismatic. Like he is somebody, Me totally. Yeah, he's somebody that can totally like rile people up to get them behind his cause, and he's got like this booming voice and everything. So I thought he, he said, "Yeah, go ahead. Your sovereignty ends at your respective atmospheres. You ain't no more exploration for y'all." I'm like <laughs> what? What about Luna? We got a space station on the moon. Okay, yeah, the, the, the moon atmosphere, too. Like, you can't just tell people they can't uh, 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 intergalactic superpower. They can't travel to space anymore. Or, like, who do y'all think you are? Like, turn all your weapons on the belt and obliterate. Turn the, turn the asteroid belt into more asteroids. Like, just but the, obliterate. But the problem is that protomodicle, because whoever steps up, you're going to get your planet destroyed. We saw what happened with, what was it, Saturn? Venus. It was Venus. Venus, Venus. Yeah. Like, that's just what's going to happen. And then that's it's going to take out Joker. the other one. That's the big Joker. The proto molecules are big. But this Joker. fool is Dutch. That's the thing I wanted to take away from this, Brandon. That's why I hate his kid, and that's why I hate him. He is <laughs> Dutch 500 years in the future. Oh, oh, my phone is about to die. Oh, all right, Rich. Uh, but, yeah, I thought I thought it was funny. That he um, he he basically said all thirteen hundred planets and belong to us are mine are ours only and Delta wait, should go there. It doesn't make any sense because we were sold how and remember that season one or or season four was about uh well if you go down there. Are you a belter anymore? Yeah, yes. So all these belters that have their whole ideology wrapped up in being from the belt, never being planet bound, never being on solid ground, they're just like, yeah, now we got 1,300 solid grounds to choose from? Well, their leader told them to do it, you know? It's one of those cult of personality things. This guy says now we can be belters if we live on these earths. These are our, this is our time to live. And what belter culture? <laughs> what culture they got? A stupid accent and body tattoos? So you know what's funny? I found out. I, see, I was watching these videos. It took me down the mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Apparently, the tattoos used to be that when they first got there, they had to wear these suits, and it would leave these marks on them for when they had to wear these suits in order not to have their bones get crushed or whatever. And so their their bones they would have these marks on it, and they would have the suits to. Um, Cover, like tattoo cover-ups like if somebody get a tattoo that they don't like and they cover it up so they, they would have, okay they would have tattoos to cover it up and then it be, just became a cultural thing and now everybody just gets the tattoos which is kind of funny <laughs> so the so basically it's like when you when you have sleep lines like from your pillow or your whatever it on your like face or on your or neck and, the and then you just end up like just hey, I don't know, just trace some ink over it and make it permanent. Yeah, pretty much. I'll just trace some <laughs> ink over it and give it some type of symbol. And then people started doing those as like a cultural thing. And then a hundred year later, hundred year later, everybody has them. I guess that's how it works. Although it'd be interesting to see uh, <clears throat> if that type of stuff would happen if we were to absolutely. I don't think we're gonna go anywhere in space in our lifetime, but it would be interesting to see no, no, how no, that no, would no. happen if we did. Um, so yeah, that was episode four. So uh, Rich came back for us just for the closing, which is good. So I'll start with you, Rich, because I don't know how much bet, uh, juice you got. Um, what are you looking forward to in season? I mean, episode five. So going forward, we're just going to do one episode apiece, so we can get out of here much quicker than this. Okay. Um, Rich, what are you looking for in episode five? Uh, the fallout from everything. So 
that declaration that the free Navy, quote unquote, is running things. Like how you can be a free Navy and you can't actually like set foot. That was the thing before my phone cut out. Like he is Dutch. How you can be a free Navy and none of your people can land on these planets. And so seeing how that works and, you know, what, what happens with Christian and uh, all them on Earth or with Luna and Earth and really how the rest of the universe reacts to Marcos, because Marcos, uh, even the rest of the OPA, because now that Fred Johnson's dead, mm-hmm. that that took out his biggest opposition. So what happened to Mars? Because he said... We struck at the inners of Earth and Mars. Like, they, did, uh, they dropped the asteroid on the Mars. Oh, no, 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 no. They blew up the Martian uh, parliament, parliament. Yes. at the same time. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But they only mention that. They don't show. No, they, show that. they don't ever show of. Mars that much. Except when we're talking about. Well, Bobby. we got a ton of. Was this the first time we got to come be on the streets of Earth outside of Parliament or UN, you know, they would show like the building and the UN yeah, the meetings. Only and time stuff. Was when Bobby we went to Baltimore. It was the only time when Bobby escaped. Remember, we was talking to all those poor people, and then she went to the water to dip her foot in the ocean. Uh, when she escaped, when they vaguely right, she went to Earth and had to get all on the drugs and stuff. She jumped off the right, like, she climbed out the window and then jumped off the roof and then went navigating in whatever city that the UN places at. That's the only other okay. time, but yeah, this is the only... And no, didn't we see Holden's home? Didn't we see Montana somewhere? We got to see, like, the house, but yeah, I mean, like, the, on the streets of yeah. and seeing, like, people, That'll and, be. yeah, a lot of them, that was, like, the first... I was like, oh, shit, yeah. It was, like, when we first got to see Mars after three or four seasons, like, oh, wow, look at look at Mars, and we finally get to subway a tra- station? take a train, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> having... Alex on the train looking at everybody. Everybody's like, he's like listening to the propaganda. Like, what? Why are we so terrible now? <laughs> do you want a career? Do you want your life to mean something? Like, <laughs> we're, 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 damn, the bar has been lowered. Yeah. Uh, Trav, what are you looking forward to in episode five? I'm looking forward to that trio that's stuck in that room holding. Uh, Monica and and what's her name? Seiko, Sakai. That's what I'm looking forward to. Like, what do they do? Do they restrain her? Does she try to? Yeah, I'm. I'm interested in Monica's. Was she the original? Remember, there was a camera crew. Weren't they ended up turning out? But there was like a bad guy camera crew though. But she was an original like reporter. Or whatever that was reporting shit at the on the in the belt or the whatever they were wherever. But they there were was like a there was specifically in season two or three like that reality show oh, that was like they, that were on the Rossinati. I don't yeah. think that was her. Was was that Monica? No, 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 no. It couldn't have been. Yeah, it couldn't her. have been because those turned they turned out to be like bad guys yeah, and bad like guys. were plotting against them and and, and stuff. So yeah, that was just. Confuse me for. I'm looking forward to seeing what Avicerella does next. I want to see if she's going to like how she consolidates her power, learn and be a good leader, or she's still going to be the same Avicerella we've always known. Uh, I want her damn husband to answer his phone (laughs) and to say I'm okay, honey. Like I'm not dead. And uh, geez, Arjun, don't be a. He's like there was midterms, baby. I had to get back. (laughs) I had had some papers to grade. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with Amos and um, Amos and Clarissa. Oh like, yeah, is he gonna break her out? Is the power gonna go out because of the? Her mods are going to come back online, yeah. and they're going. No, it's going to be. They have to fight their way out of that prison and fight through a bunch of Batman villains with mods and <laughs> stuff. You, you just wait. They're going to be buried, and the only way out is to go through like the tunnels and stuff that leads right through the modded. Yeah, but unit. can they even go outside with all that radiation? With all what radiation uh, from the asteroid? Yeah. Who's to say there's radiation? It there might like, be. It looked like it was radiation when that first one hit. It was a big ass. Oh, oh, when the guy's face is peeled. Yeah, okay, maybe like in the initial, like yeah, from good. the heat and all yeah. that. But like, once the fall, that, that might be the best thing for whole. Matter of fact, that prison might be the the people in the mod wing might be the only ones that that survive yeah, sure. because they're so deep underground or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh that yeah that whole damn top that's part might be floored just completely disintegrated mm-hmm. they're so far in the ground that they can come out so yeah because his ceiling cracked and they were way right. down underground somewhere so that means above there is worse so mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested to see what happens there um before we get out of here travis tell people where they can find you find me on all on the socials at trav lord uh you can find uh, the shows I host at East Coast Cast and at D Dust Podcast. Um, yeah, so at Trav Lord at East Coast Cast at D Dust Podcast. Uh, Rich, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rich underscore Fan F A N N. And Travis just mentioned the other shows. And if you want to follow me for the deep dive, uh, at PW Torch has most of it. Perfect. Uh, thank you both for uh, doing this with me. Um, we're going to finish this season out, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this season. And mm-hmm. we'll talk to all of y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>